Welcome to Chris Apocalypse, episode 181. My name's Matt. You're Ann. How the fuck you doing? I'm any news? Coke. Any news in your life, Ann? Uh, I got shot on today. Yeah, you got shot by a bird. Yeah, Talk about that. It was really big. I'm not the sure what kind of shit? bird it was. No, the shit. Yeah, the shit absolutely was massive. massive. Yeah, like that was evil. Yeah, um, but it was like an actual giant shit that just landed right on my leg. Yeah. Missed my coat entirely, which is good because it's a new coat. Don't want yeah, my coat getting ruined. Shot in coat. No, but um, yeah, it was just a really big shit. Yeah, I played the Kirby demo. Yeah, I played that. Good, isn't it? It's all right. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I played the wild mode difficulty. Yeah, that, yeah. That's supposed to be the challenging mode, and it's it was not, not challenging the slightest. No. No. no, I took like two hits. Yeah, what is going on out there? Ah, oh, there's weirdos outside. Anyway. Maybe they'll be dead soon. Maybe. Episode 181. We've been doing this, doing this crazy thing called life for a little while now. Just try to talk Now I'm going to go first. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to have a nap. See ya. I'm going to talk about some random stuff. I saw the movie Jackass Forever. Did you? I did. I did. Um, Do you remember Jackass, Sam? Yeah. I went to see the first one in cinema. I used to watch it when it was on TV. I had the DVDs. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cultural phenomenon for a little while, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, do There you, were many imitators. Did you ever watch Haggard? Do you yeah, remember Haggard? Yeah, it was shit. The movie? Didn't watch much of it. That Bam Margera made? Yeah, it was yeah, bad. It was the whole plot was that they invented a reverse microwave that would freeze things very quickly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Jackass Forever introduces a bunch Do you bunch remember of... the Johnny Knoxville film where he pretends to be a special needs kid to get into the Special Olympics? The Ringer? Yeah. That's directed by the Farrelly brothers? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do, Anne. Do you remember that one of the Farrelly brothers went on to do something even worse and create an even worse movie? Do you know what film that was? Um, Green Book. It was indeed Green Book! Um, Jackass Forever. So, they're back again. Is that your first review? Yeah, I'm going to just get on it. Okay. Jackass Forever is... Uh, you didn't waste any time. I didn't. I just got straight onto it. I'm, you didn't want to... I'm so ready. You didn't want to f- figure no. out this Ukraine situation. No, I don't really... I, I, I'm trying not to talk about that online. Okay. Just we'll let the jackass guys figure There are people for some reason that believe that Ukraine are in the wrong. And I don't know how. Yeah, they're not the ones attacking. <laughs> no. Like... There are things that could be said about Ukraine's military having close ties to, to Nazism and there is some symbolism and other things that have sunk into their army and, and, you know, for good or ill, that has happened. But they aren't invading other people's countries. I don't know, man. It's madness. I don't know why I said Nazism for good or ill. It's only for ill. I'm not feeling great today, guys. Maybe we should ask um, Stephen Seagal what he thinks uh, about pretty, the situation. Like Putin's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah. He likes Putin. He does like Putin. He likes Putin, putting in his wife against her wishes and trapping her in the basement of his house because he was at one point a sex crim. Mm. I say at one point, always a sex crim, isn't it? They never really change. Um, anyway, so uh, enough about Stephen Seagal being a rapist. We're going to talk about Jackass Forever. So Jackass Forever is the same old shtick. People... Are back old old now. Love more old now, and they uh, they just basically um, do what they used to do. Lots of stunts. Good for them. They, they've got some new people who probably get involved. Um, one of them, um, one of them, they've got for the first time a female cast member. Oh wow! And there is a 
There's a, a contest they do where basically each of them, it's called the mime contest, where each of them have to endure something and they can't, can't make a noise. And she, in my mind, gets the hardest one. She has to lick a taser. Wow. An active taser. That's okay. That's really fucking painful. I could do that. No, you couldn't. Yeah, I could. It's not only the fact that it's so painful, it's the fact that it stimulates the muscles that make all the noise. Hmm. <laughs> the other guy has to, like... I flick loads of batteries, it'll be fine. It's not like that. Uh, one guy one guy um, has to kiss a snake. No. He gets bitten in the face a lot. And then I can't remember what, I can't remember what Steve-O has to do. But Steve-O screams. The other yeah. two would. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting seeing them all back at it again. And like, it's, it's, um, I have a lot of nostalgia for this stuff. Cause like, when I was a kid, it was always on TV and it was like a big thing. Like, everybody watched Jackass. Everybody knew all the skits. Everyone knew all the stunts they were doing. All stunts. Everyone knew what they were doing from day in and day out and saw the movies. And, you know, Steve-O had his own thing and we had stuff had like Wild Dirty, Boys. Dirty Sanchez popped up and Wild Boys, yeah. Dirty Sanchez sucked. Yeah, Dirty Sanchez wasn't great. Um, Cheeky Monkey was funny, though. Which one was Cheeky Monkey? Was a bunch it the of Dutch South one? Africans oh, parodying South Africans. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, all in all... And drinking orange juice after brushing their teeth and stuff oh, like that. <laughs> all in all, it's uh, it's just nice to have them back. It was it was nice to see them all hanging out again. Um, obviously, Bam Margera isn't in it. Ryan Dunn's not in it. He's in it. Run down there's like a little memorial bit. Bam, Bam Margera's in it. He's not. He is. He's in um, a couple of skits and then no. he's not in it. Yeah, he's, he's actually part of the thing. He had to be, they had to leave his stuff in there. Well, you don't see him. Yeah, he's there. I didn't see him in any of the skits. Well, that's, you're probably going to the toilet again, weren't you? <laughs> that would be a lot. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was just, it was nice to see him all together. And like, I think it's probably for the best they took Bam out of it because he's not in a good way. Like, I think anyone can tell that after seeing, like, some of the stuff he's said and the press stuff that he's gone on to do. He just doesn't... He's not healthy. He needs to sort of get some help. Um, but, yeah, Jackass Forever. I mean, it, I didn't really expect it to be to be anything special. It was just kind of nice. It was like comfort food, you know? So uh, I'm going to give it a... Uh, I'm going to give it a... Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, always nice to see her. What's she up to? Is she? Is she, yeah. isn't she, like... 12 or something. No, she's like 30 now, isn't she? What? She's like 26. What? She's old now, man. Oh, so now it's okay for you to perv over here. No, I'm saying that she's a good actress. Hmm. Hmm. When do I ever perv over... I never perv over the people I use at school. She's 25 now. 25? Yeah, she's 25. What an old bitch. Well, I mean, she's older than she was. Was she like 16 when she did Kick-Ass? She's like 13. She was older than that, wasn't no, she? No, she was young. Kick-Ass was like, friggin', like, what, 12 years ago now? It's quite a while ago. That is weird. I what her first film was. What are you just staring at your phone for? Because I just reviewed my thing. It's your turn. No, you're just sitting there. You're just staring at your sorry, phone. Sorry, sorry. That's not how you're doing I've finished Christ. my review of Jackass forever. Do you want to review a thing now, please? No, I think you should have some professionalism. I did have some professionalism. Oh, friggin' Jesus Christ. Right, fine. I'll I'll review something, shall I? Yeah, please. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Do you want me to review something? Yeah, go for it. Shall I review something? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a real quick one. Puzzles and Dragons on Nintendo Switch. Puzzles and Dragons? People remember Puzzles and Dragons, surely. No, what's that? Puzzles and Dragons was a very popular game on the Nintendo DS years ago. And I think oh, it was a mobile a phone one. Weren't they really unpopular? No, very, very popular. Probably the best-selling... Handheld console ever. No, that's not um, true. That's not true. It is. No, it's not. 
Yeah, you'd be surprised. Hundred and some no. million. It was definitely the Vita. No, not the Vita. But Puzzle Dragons was like another one of those like puzzle quest things. You know, RPG where you solve, you move things around. All right, so but it's not a match free puzzle. It's like it's not like the usual match free, like Bejeweled. You shimmy stuff around the grid and it nudges things around. Do you want to guess how many that to get combos. consoles the Nintendo DS sold? Well, DS, about 104 million consoles. 154. Yeah, 154 million, that's what I said. Do you want to guess how many the Sega Nomads sold? 12. <laughs> 1 million. Not that many, I can't believe um, that. Neo Geo Pocket? <laughs> Plenty, I've got one. 2 million? Oh. God, that's depressing, isn't it? Uh, how many Game Gears do you think sold? 74. More or less than the PlayStation Vita? I mean, more. More than the PlayStation Vita? You think yeah. they sold more Game Gears yeah. than the PlayStation Yeah. You're, you're wrong by 2 million. No. The PlayStation no, right. Vita sold 13 million consoles. Don't believe that for a second. Now, which do you think sold more? The PSP or the Game Boy Advance? The Game Boy Advance? Fucking... It was actually the PSP. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. PlayStation Portable sold to 82 million units. Don't believe that for a second. <laughs> What's the point of me looking up these lists if you're not going to I don't know why them? you're looking up those lists. <laughs> talking about Puzzles and Dragons. Oh, yeah, sorry. You were talking about a thing. So what's Puzzles and Dragons again? It's a puzzles RPG. You have to match gems yeah. to do your moves. Yeah. Each gem's a different element. Do you know what? I've never owned it. And there's like a sort of rock, paper, scissors thing going on the elements. So fire beats grass, grass beats water for some reason. Oh, that's a lie. I've got one on my shelf. Water beats fire. Yeah. Um, there's so, also light and dark, but that's more sort of like a secondary thing. Yeah. Um, but it's not like usual match three where it's just like move one piece and if you get a match, you get a match. You have to like move the orb around the grid and when you move it, it'll nudge the orbits moving around. Mm. So you can use that to create setup combos and stuff. Um, and depending on the power of your team, you'll have a certain amount of time to do that in and stuff like that and then and blow stuff up and then do your moves. Um, there's it's only like three pound something. It's come down a lot cheaper than it was when it was on the DS because it was a full release on the, it's DS. On the Switch, you say? Yeah, but um, it's you can tell it's kind of loaded up like a mobile phone game. I imagine this is like a port of a mobile game. I didn't really look into it. Um, is it Puzzles and Dragons Gold? No, but um, yeah, the it's, it feels a bit like a mobile game because you do get to these points where there's like quite a sort of like steep difficulty curve. It's going to wear you down a little bit. Yeah. Although the microtransactions, there are microtransactions in it, but they're hidden away. Like it never nudges you towards them or anything like that. They're like every month, I think it is. There's a different PvP tournament going on that you can take part in, and the microtransactions are like rewards for that that you can buy. But you have to actually go to an entirely separate menu that's like in the main menu. It's nowhere else in the game. It's not like popping up when you're playing the game. It's not trying to nudge you towards using it. Um, it's just to get a loot box to get different items, yeah, different teams and stuff like that. It's um, pay to win. Yeah, but well, I think it's all cosmetic stuff. I think it's just avatars and oh, okay. things like that. I don't think it's like it's not different characters that you can, can you use unlock. Jake Sully or Jake Sully? What? Jake Sully? What? The avatar? No. Jake Sully. No, that's the guy from Monsters Inc. It's Jake Sully. Sully's the guy from Monsters. Jake Inc. Sully. Yeah. Listen here, Jake Sully. You betray my people, and That's... then uh, and then he goes, he goes, yeah. What are you on about? Avatar, an the last Airbender. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, but no, it's it's fine. Do it's got know? a multiplayer mode. You can play this campaign with multiple players if you want. I've got to four players all doing your little grids and stuff. And do you remember the uh, Bruce Willis Avatar? Movie? What are you on about? The Bruce Don't Willis care. Avatar movie. No, not talking about that. 
whatever it is. Not he talking did about uh, surrogates. 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 Yeah, not talking about that. Oh, I don't care. They've it's released a... new. Wow, turtles! Wow. But anyway, so that yeah, there's no story to it. There's like different dungeons you go through, and there's different stages. You go through multiple stages to clear a dungeon, but it's just like a series of battles. Yeah. There's absolutely no attempt at like telling you a story. No. At all. It's just a series of battles to get through mindlessly. Is that good or bad? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Mm. I mean, you'd think there would be some sort of story being weaved through it. Yeah. But yeah, I guess not. Not even for three quid. <laughs> what a massive lofty price that is to pay. I don't know why you're looking at them. They've been around for ages. Many faces. Um, But no, it's... Why are you looking at your phone? Put your phone down. All right. But no, it's just a fine, simple puzzle game. Thinking, gonna throw it in the bin. It's just a simple puzzle thing. Play online, PvP. You can play together in co-op online. Yeah. And local, I think. Yeah. And, you know, it's very much one of those Chinese RPG things as well, where everyone's got elaborate costumes with shit flying around them everywhere. and Lots of propaganda. Loads of knives and swords and all that. It might be Korean. I don't know. It's one of, you know what, you know what it looks like. You know, you get the hero character, you get an avatar to use, and he's got like a spear and he's got like shit flying around him. And there's wings everywhere and friggin' like knives and shit floating all over the place. I've ignored all that. I got one that was a little blue slime thing, and he's my avatar. He just sits there smiling. Daniel Craig comes in and solves murder. No. So the knives are out. Don't quit your day job. (laughs) So, anyway, it's fine. Yeah. Inoffensive for three quid, you can't complain. I'm not going to worry about microtransactions in a game I that's three quid. About the microtransactions. In a game that's three quid. I would still complain about the microtransactions. Because there's clearly a lot of art gone into it. Yeah, right, but there's the microtransactions more than pay for that. If you pay, like. And also, we don't know if the art assets are new or if they're reused or if the people are even getting paid for the art assets. Probably not, but they yeah. just get children in a warehouse and they just, like, all draw it out. Just on like my sweatshop with a suit. Yeah. Where I get my clothes from, like, from Primark. Yeah. Like, Which I had to buy a new jeans today because the because the bird shot on my jeans. They come from uh, Jamaica, Aruba. Oh, I'm gonna take you to. No, um, they come from. Uh, they come from Pakistan. I don't know what's going on with my brain. Maybe it's like misfiring randomly. Like yeah, I'm just, just getting stuff popping up from just everywhere. Like I said earlier, if you think you're going to, don't. What think? Just in general, just don't. <laughs> Uh, okay. It's right. the best way to avoid trouble. Yeah, I guess. As long as you don't, it doesn't. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Yeah, yeah makes sense. All right. Is it my review? Or do you want to keep talking about No, I really wanted to get in depth on Puzzles and Dragons, the three pound game that has no story. Look. And you just, you, you get a flame area and you fight some fire monsters and then it's a grass area that looks just like the first grass area, but now the dirt's purple, not blue, but brown. So it's very completely different. Krillin was a character from the show Dragon Ball Z. Kurilin. 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 Yeah. He's called Krillin. They anglicised his name. Oh, right. But why did they um, only change the first R sound and not the second R sound? They changed the second R sound to an L, so it's Krillin. Why didn't it become Klillin? Piccolo is an instrument. He is also a character in Dragon Ball Z. All the um, guys from from Namek are named after instruments. And all the Saiyans are named after vegetables. What's Goku? Um, it's a type of carrot. Oh. Yeah. Is that why he wears orange? Yeah. 
Anyway, you know carrots can be purple too, Ant. Don't be so fucking prejudiced. Anyway, my my next review, I watched the program, the series, the the show, The After Party, about a bunch of people who killed James Franco's brother. I can't remember the name of him. Dave Franco? Yeah, sure. Yeah. No one likes him. Oh, no, no one likes James Franco. No one likes either of them. No, Dave Franco's married to um to uh, Alison Brie, so... That's more reason to hate him. That's not. Alison Brie deserves better. We're all made of the same material. So, irregardless of how you feel about a person, if they're having sex with a person you want to have sex with, or a romantic relationship, I'm not going to pigeonhole this, I'm not going to say it's just one thing, but we're all made from the same matter, so... Ergo, facto, we are all fucking, regardless of the time, our our particles, our cells, travel across the universe. We all are... We're, we're, we're cells from stars. Our matter will exist forever. Hopefully, it will be a little bit more concise with its points, but we'll see. Anyway, the after party is an Am- Apple Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. Oh, you've been watching Apple TV. Again. Apple TV Plus. Oh, it's a series, a comedy series, and it's got uh, Sam. Sam, it's got Sam in it. It's got. It's got Sam. <laughs> Why is Camgy? It's got, it's got Sam Sam Gam Sam Wise Camgy. Um, it's it's a basically it's a murder mystery, and all the people is are it Sam Rockwell. No, it's not Sam Rockwell. I'd remember that. Hey, is it Samantha Morton? No, it's not Sam Morton. No, not the famous actress from the film The Time Machine from nineteen. That's Samantha Mumba. Is it Samantha Mumba? Yeah. What? Samantha Morton. Um, Wait, so Samantha Mumba's the one in Boy Eats Girl. Oh, God, my whole life is a lie. Hey, do you know Brendan Gleeson's in Boy Eats Girl? What? Samantha anyway. Mumba was a singer, British she singer. Was she was an actress. British, yeah, she was, she was an actress. She was, she was British, multi-talented. She was a British R&B singer. Look, I just said let's not pigeonhole anyone. <laughs> Samantha Morton was um, the wife of the Punisher in the first Punisher film, the Thomas Jane one. And everyone what? forgets that. And there's also Samantha Mathis, no, that who was... was Princess Daisy in the Mario Brothers movie. No, 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 no. no. Sam Neill. In Punisher, it was Rebecca Romaine. And I remember her last name because it's Lettuce, and I like Lettuce. Her last name's Stamos. Rebecca Romaine. She wasn't Stamos. the Punisher's wife. She was his girlfriend. No. She was the Russian's girlfriend? She was the guy who lived... She lived in the apartment. He was in love with her. Yeah, he's the Punisher. He's not going to do anything. They were banging. They were banging, but with guns. Gun banging. Not safe, people. Don't do it. Um, anyway, so... Um, so, the after party is a murder mystery in which we see the perspective of each character and then we find out who killed killed person. Yeah. It's Dave Franco. He got killed. Everyone's got their reasons for not liking Dave Franco. Um, True. And uh, and it just goes through that each... That American year. Pie movie he was in. Yeah, it goes through each... And the last series of Scrubs. And it goes through each member of the group and they find out what they were up to and how the party went. And it's all very entertaining. It's nice to see from different perspectives and everybody has their own entertaining take on it. But my favourite is Ben Schwartz's full-on high school musical-style 40-minute little, like, dream sequence, essentially, in which he has... Received confirmation from Dave Franco that he will bless one of Ben Schwartz's tracks because they're both musical artists and, and Dave Franco is incredibly popular. Think of like 
a Justin Bieber, but Justin Bieber when he's like 13 going back to his old high but school. Dave Franco's an actor, not a musical artist. No, but in this, imagine, they're acting. Remember, it's theatre. But you said they killed Dave Franco. Oh, yeah, they killed Dave Franco. But, or did they kill Dave Franco's character? He's an actor, I don't know. <laughs> he's a really good actor. <laughs> they wheel him off on a gurney and everything. Yeah, like that time they got those monkeys to act. Which ones? The ones from any which way but loose who got killed for stealing the donut? No, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Do you know the story about any which way but loose? Hmm. You know the film any which way but loose, yeah? And any which way you can. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is a boxer. He does bare knuckle boxing. He's got hmm. an ape called Clyde who also boxes. An An orangutan, sorry, called Clyde. <laughs> and it's, when I was a kid, I loved those films. I didn't really understand them, because you don't when you're a kid. But Clint Eastwood hung out with an orangutan. It was awesome. Um, turns out, any which way you can, or any way but loose, I don't know which of the second one was, they beat that monkey to death. No. Because he stole a donut from craft services. He's an actor. He's allowed to eat the food. Why did they beat him to death? Not Clint Eastwood, obviously. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, though, please, when he's talking to an empty chair and he goes, I should beat you to death like that monkey from any which... Oh, he was talking to Barack Obama. Did they have to the replace chair. the monkey? No, they just finished the film. No. Like, I think that by the end of it, they were, they were like, basically just wrapped. Like, it was just that the monkey still had done it with craft services. Well, if the monkey was done, it shouldn't be at craft services anymore. It has to, to wait for the monkey people to turn up and take him home. That's a special car. <laughs> taken by plane. No, man, that just sounds like monkey business to me. It sounds like monkey business. I'm going to look it up in a second. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, it's really entertaining. And Ben Schwartz, there's some really fucking catchy musical numbers in his little his little segment. Um, I can't remember any now because my brain's broken. Mm. <laughs> I'm dying. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. I really enjoyed it, and uh, it has a really surprising, um, really surprising. It has an English actor. You know, I'm they sure you had an English actor. Had an English actor playing an American guy named Walt. He's the guy who, you know, that Staff Rents Flats thing that's always being advertised on Channel Four. It's like a comedy thing where he's just a really shit real estate agent. Um, he's yeah. it's like a character among all these people that are like well-known American actors, and it's kind of cool to see him there. But yeah, the after party. I enjoyed it. Um, it might the last episode's not great. And it doesn't really have like a totally fulfilling conclusion, but it's fun getting there. And that's kind of the part, the whole thing about, um, about, um, about murder mystery. Sometimes it's not the, it's not the answer. It's the friends you make along the way. And your review. Oh, uh, I'm going to give this, um, a Matthew Modine. I enjoyed it. It's usually pretty good. Um, but you know, sometimes it does some shit. Dark Knight Rises. Uh, and your review. You're going to look up the orangutan. Getting beaten to death. I'm going to see there's a video. This is beaten by his owner. I was just he, read it. Was he? Yeah, club with his, an axe handle. Fucking hell. That's even more brutal. Yeah. Was it for so stealing a donut? So they got a different monkey. Yeah, but they got a different monkey. What's for stealing a donut? They got another monkey for the promotional how, stuff. How? How is it cheaper to beat the monkey to death than just write off that donut? Is he diabetic? It's a naughty monkey. It's so fun. <laughs> Although... There have been claims that this story may not be true. Oh, really? Yeah. Who claimed it? Uh, it was a makeup artist. It's always a makeup artist. Oh, uh, yeah. Makeup artist. It was the monkey's makeup artist that said it was true. <laughs> and that's the one I believe. And you believe that makeup artist because they did the monkey makeup in Planet of the Apes. 
Because those monkeys didn't look pretty before they got on set. They had to make um, what's her face, the girl monkey, look nice, like Helen Bob and Carter. <laughs> Is this what you're trying to tell me? You want to fuck a monkey? Well, do you remember how Helen Bob and Carter was in the monkey costume <laughs> in the Planet X look, remake, and, and, and Tim Burton put her in that, and just say you want to fuck. And her. then it was after that that their marriage kind of went a bit on the rocks. Okay, so and this I'm not is, saying this is weird, right? James Franco's brother, Dave Franco, was the thing I just reviewed. Yeah, guess who directed Any Which Way But Loose? Was it was it um... James Fargo? Oh, that's weird. That's almost the same name as the name of the person related to the person of the thing I just reviewed. I was expecting Franco Nero. So would you fuck Helena Boffin Carr in, in like the makeup Planet of the Apes? I mean, how many more chances are you going to get? To have sex with a Planet of the Apes It's only happened while they're filming that film. They don't even use those suits anymore. They're just like... Wait, so it would just be... motion capture nowadays. It would just good. be Helena Boffin Carr in makeup. It mm. wouldn't actually be an ape from Planet of the Apes. The, in the original film, they were real apes. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. They trained them how to act. Yeah. Yeah. Pla- the remake was Helen Bonham Carter. What, what is the film that's referenced in? My brain's broken. I can't remember. But it's, it's, you know, oh, it was uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Well, it's true. It is true. Yeah. It's true. They got them back for Spaceballs at the end. <laughs> All right. Anyway, and your review. No. Oh. Okay, let's do Power Rangers Dino Fury Season 2 Part 1. Because Netflix owned Power Rangers now, apparently, and that means they're splitting up seasons. Which is what they were doing anyway. But you know how they do that with kids' show, don't they? On Netflix. You ever notice that? And they split up the shows and then claim they're like separate series. They're doing it with that He-Man series, aren't they? He-Man. They've just put those new He-Man ones on. There's only eight episodes and they're calling that season two and season three is later. But apparently this season just ends with no climax or anything. Just stops. Like the She-Ra one did once. It's, it's silly and maddening. But anyway, Power Rangers Dino Fury is back. Isn't it good? Um, I've noticed recently that the uh, the Tokusatsu rumour YouTubers have shifted from saying that Hasbro are abandoning Super Sentai from now on to claiming that they're definitely adapting one of the other series next year um, because they haven't got any evidence that they're not doing it yet and they're just pulling shit out of their arse all the time, aren't they, those blooming YouTubers? Anyway, Dino Fury carries on from the last series. It's quietly forgotten that Lord Zed was set up as a major villain in the last series. I think there's they they've set him up for like a later thing. Yeah. I think their plan is that Lord Zed's going to exist in a later Power Rangers thing because he's free in the galaxy somewhere. Free to do whatever. Else. Um but what's good in this series I'm quite liking because they get into the second half of Ryu Soldier where lots of That was one hell of that was the show it's based on. The thing that's good that I'm liking that's Well, no, they're taking the Ryu Soldier stuff. Yeah. But it gets Ryu Soldier gets kind of miserable because the show's about the series was about loss. And like the cost of battle of war and all this sort of stuff. That's a good message, so though. People die all the time in Reef Soldier. Yeah. And it keeps bringing up dead people and the past and people. How are we going to get our child soldiers ready for murder? So they've had to like skirt around that in Power Rangers because in American shows, no one dies. Um, so the villain, Void Knight, he's been, they've made the Guy Solg from Reef Soldier the main villain in this. But Guy Solg only appears in like 15 episodes. Before you find out his true identity and all this in Ryu Soldier, and then he dies. <gasps> so, <laughs> um, and it's like a major plot point for the series. Um, but the Red Ranger gets some nice power up out of it, so you know it's, it all works What's out as well. Power up? Um, just gets a red version of the armor. 
what, with claws. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, um, which happens in this, but they do it differently. But the way they've done it in this is... Um, this is going to be some spoilers for Dino Fury Season 2. Um, so they reveal Void Knight's identity a little bit in the end last series. He's just some guy. Janet Street Porter. I thought they were going to build up to it being like he was the parents of the Pink Ranger. Her parents disappeared at some point in the past. Yeah. And nothing's been said about why or what happened. So I they thought disappeared. I thought it was going to be set up that, you know, the Void Knight is her dad and yeah. the woman he's had in this Mr. Freestyle in a chamber because he can't find a cure for what's wrong with her. He's trying to cure her with the egg things that the villain's monsters come from. Um, it was Mr. Freeze's plot, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be revealed that that was her parents, but it's not. They're aliens. Um, Void Knight just wants to go home and he resurrects his wife and he get, brings her back to life and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And she's all like, let's fucking destroy Earth because they messed us up and they're the reason I was injured for so long and, you know, had to be in suspended animation type stuff. Yeah. She wants to destroy everything, and Void Knight's like, you know, I kind of don't want to mess with humans. Uh, I've kind of let it go, and I want to move on. And that's a nice... Like Frozen. It's a nice message, because he's been around for years, he's been trapped on Earth for a long time, and he hasn't, like... He's he's let go of his vengeance. So this is Lord Zed? No, Lord Zed's long gone. So this is Void, Void Knight. Knight. He's Void let Knight. go of his vengeance over the years, while he's yeah. been trying to find a way to bring his wife back. Can I just ask why he's called Void Knight? Because voids sound cool. There is a chess theme going on, so knights, rooks, oh, okay. queens, kings. Knights of the void table. Whatever. But there's a chess thing. The the um the not the pawns oh, yeah. fight all the battles. They're called henchmen. Oh, okay. This is a great yeah. name, henchmen. Yeah. I <laughs> um, like it. But anyway, um they've got like a knight a chessboard pattern on their shields and stuff. But yeah. all the bad guys are all like rooks and cool. stuff like that. Sort of but the monsters are just If they if they're not directly of. based on uh Chess piece. Mm. They've at least got a chessboard pattern going on something. Oh, okay. So it, it all works. They could but, um, be mods. They could be bad guys. What they do? She's all like, "Oh, I'm going to be super evil, and you're not acting fast enough. Let's get revenge." And she blows up the spaceship that you planned to fly away from yeah. Earth with. Um, and she uses the spore. Counterintuitive. Yeah, she doesn't care. She just wants to blow up Earth. So she takes all the spore eggs uh, or spore eggs. I don't know if they're spore eggs or spore eggs, and I swear they say it both ways. The show goes on. I mean, they're kind of eggs, the little blobby things, and they hatch monsters. Mm. But I'm sure they say Sporex. Well, how, what's the cholesterol level like in them? <sighs> Probably quite high. They're glowing and purple. Yeah, more like the eggs, though. Yeah. yeah. But um, she uses a power to mutate herself and doing one of my favourite things that Power Rangers has been doing in recent years. Um, they just took a costume from Takuja because they never adapt into Takuja, so why the fuck not? So she's now Madame Noir from... She's Void Queen. Okay. But it's the costumes Madame Noir from Takuja. And it's it. one of the coolest friggin' monster costumes power the Super Sentai ever had. And I think it's kind of cool that they're not adapting to Kuja because that would be a nightmare to adapt. They'd have to shoot around so much stuff because there's no way they're going to do a, a full-on goofy comedy Power Rangers series. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really cool costume. It's got the tentacle thing going on the head with the hair and yeah. all this. Yeah. It definitely looks like a like a chess thing. Yeah. Because um, the final form in Ryu Soldier was uh, like a queen based on a queen chess piece, so I figure she's going to mutate into that. So she looked human before? No. Oh. She doesn't... Well, she doesn't die in a fury. Not in Takuja. In Takuja, they're all just... Um, no, I mean, it's before she mutated things. herself. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she mutated. But um, she's taken over as a villain, and Void Knight's given up his armour, so oh, the Red Ranger's got, got power now. Parasol. Yeah, she, it's um, fire's shit. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, and she's also manipulating her daughter into marrying the Emperor. You know what? Kuja. You know what? Still would. Yeah. She's still pretty hot. Yeah, even if half oh. her face missing. Oh, I'll tell you what. Hentai version. That's just the design. Um, she's got a beak on her head. So, yeah, I mean, I get around that. Yeah. But um, no, this, this series she's, has been... Her eyes glow. This series has been all right so far, this new series. Yeah. Um, I like Void Queen as a villain. I like they've, what they've it's done with... Cool. I like that Void Knight hasn't just been killed off like um, his like counterpart in Ryu Soldier was. Because in Ryu Soldier, he dies. Mm. And the armor he's been using falls off his body because it's like a sentient armor. Yeah. And it attaches to the next nearest person, but the Red oh, Ranger... Like a Giver. Yeah, but the Red Ranger like contains it in a power-up and turns it into a new thing. Um, but they become best buddies for a very brief while and then he dies Aww. but um, in this Void Knight just kind of gives it to him which is better and you see him walk off in the background in a shot and then it cuts just back to off. the rear soldier footage where they're carefully shooting around where the dead body is on the floor um, which I thought was kind of funny um, the, and one bit of that, that episode's really good anyway it's episode 9 um, it's a really cool episode a really fun episode there's a great gag in it they the villains trap the rest of the rangers inside his body. He's a robot thing. Yeah. And he's got one of those, you know, usual things, shrinks them down, dimensional portal, whatever. And one of the characters goes, I don't know, man, this is the first time I've been inside a robot. And one of them's like, you're inside a Megazord twice a week. <laughs> They're good That's with jokes. Point, in this. Yeah, yeah, it's a good good gag. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's a really good episode, see, episode five as well, where Izzy and her girlfriend, because this is the first time they've had a gay couple in Power Rangers... Oh. Um, her girlfriend, they're going to go to the prom. Her mum says... We're just shoving in our faces now. Yeah, never loads of people are complaining. It's gone woke. They think if they were doing it properly, her girlfriend would be a main ranger. And like, no, because you're just trying to... Fuck off. The it's characters The characters have to have links outside I of the Power want, Rangers. Don't want lesbians in my Power Rangers. The Rangers have to have like links with people outside of being a Power Ranger. So there's other people to protect. You've got to have that. Hashtag not my Power Rangers. But um, her mum offers to make their prom clothes. And Izzy's like, oh, mum, but you always make me dresses. And I don't like dresses. And she's like, don't worry about it. I'll do something real nice for you, for your prom. But then she gets given a cut. So her brother comes on and goes, hey, mum wanted me to give you this show. It's up and it's a dress. And Izzy's like, oh, that bitch. And she chucks it in the trash. Because mm. she's angry. Because it's been years and years of her mum not paying attention to who she is. Yeah. Not accepting her. Yeah. Because she's a lesbian. Yeah. Or bi. We don't know. Could be one of our... She's got a girlfriend. Doesn't yeah. confirm much, but probably lesbian. Probably scissoring right now. Um, Bloody sis. But then, a little later, she finds out, oh no, the bags got mixed up and her girlfriend got the suit. Her mum made a suit. A really bitching suit. Why didn't the mum just say that to her? She, she's making a surprise for her. No, but like, why didn't she say, oh, I gave you the wrong bag? She didn't realise. But like until later when Izzy turns up with a damaged suit, oh, damaged right. dress, and then they make a dress for a girlfriend together in a montage. No, it just happens off camera. Fuck's sake! But um, it's just a nice, nice episode where it's showing you know, nice bit of like every chance you get, do a montage. It's a fucking point. You don't need a montage. Everyone needs a montage. There's only twenty-two minutes an episode. You can't fit too many. That's montages. why you need montages. But anyway, it's a nice episode, and yeah, she gets she gets to go to the prom with her girlfriend. But as I said, go woke. Go broke. Power Rangers is cancelled. Although I don't believe in cancel culture, as my my friends on 4chan say, go woke, go broke. I can't watch Power Rangers anymore. Like when Black Panther went broke. Yeah. 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 (laughs) How dare you make Black Panther black? It's in the name. He's meant to be white. He's meant to appropriate their, their society. 
Misappropriate. What else do they say go go broke on? Nike. Nike. Because they liked Colin Kaepernick. Ah, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Pepsi. Pepsi. Because they don't like racists. Ah. Um, it's Coca-Cola who likes, wants to see the world to sing, though. Yeah. The biggest company in the world. Go, won't go broke. Yeah. Um, who else? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. How much money did that make? Billion. Billion, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, Endgame. She goes through that ship. She's Do you know they keep talking about the Eternals as being like a massive flop, but it made more money than Black Widow? Like, why don't they talk about Black Widow as a flop? But they do. No one ever does. Everyone always, really? says, everyone always says Eternals was the big first big flop. I think in all honesty... They all made more money than Captain America. Yeah. Everyone forgets that Captain America did not do well. And the first Iron Man. Captain America thought Iron Man did really good, first one. But not, do... not as much as... No, yeah. It, it wasn't until billion. Avengers that they started doing billions. Yeah, like, but I think... It still made like 500, 600 million, which back then was, you know, big. Nowadays, it's like you failed, you miserable piece of shit. How dare you exist? Still doing better than Batman versus but like, Superman. Captain America did like 300 million worldwide. It wasn't, uh, wasn't particularly successful as well. Same with Thor. And they both got sequels because Marvel were like, fuck it, whatever. Long game. But anyway, Power Rangers Dino Fury Season 2 Part 1. I mean, I'll get the whole series later in the year, I guess, won't we? Yeah. Um, but it's been good, and I like that they've used the Takuja monster in the show. And I would like it if they use more Takuja monsters, because it would be funny if they just keep using loads and loads of them and never adapt Takuja. It would just be funny. Just bring the Zords over. Use the Takuja Zords. Don't even ref. Just, just use them. It'd be even funnier. Do you know what? what? Um, Shang-Chi was like, touted as like this massive hit. Hmm. Um, it only did 30 million more than Eternals yeah I mean 4 did better than both of them Ant-Man did better than both of them Iron Man you're right it's 585 million yeah um, Iron Man did away. it was a big deal when it came out Iron Man and the Wasp did more than Iron Man though Iron yeah Man. nowadays but you got like 20 odd films of yeah. audience building whereas Iron Man was like out the gate like God, and Guardians of the-, of the Galaxy really fucking nailed it as well 773 million yeah it wasn't until after Avengers though that they started all consistently doing yeah like a billion a well, billion even each. like even like pandemic doesn't really count pandemic no. era but Captain Marvel one point one two Spider Man friggin was that like fourth highest grossing film of all time now yeah Spider Man Far From Home did over a billion yeah do you notice that Michael Morbius the Morbius film has gone from being from the producers of Spider Man Far From Home to the big producers of Spider Man No Way Home yeah it's good that it's a whole sequel length of waiting for that. But I still don't want to see it. I still no, I, I want to see it out of morbid curiosity. But Morbius I will... curiosity. <laughs> like, here's the problem I have with paying to go see that movie. I've always wanted to see Michael Morbius in a film. Oh, yeah. I don't and want to see almost, Jared Leto playing him. I don't want to... And he shouldn't be her main character. No. We almost got it in Blade. Yeah. You remember the deleted ending to Blade? Yeah. Where he cuts up and he goes, who's that? It's one of my favourite arcs of the Spider-Man comic. The whole mm. blood plasma... In the cartoon, with the whole blood plasma thing. He had, like, the things on his hands, didn't he? Yeah, he had the they little suckers to take they plasma. Couldn't, they couldn't say it was taking blood. It was just like, oh, yeah. and plasma was like some energy in people. Well, it was because, wasn't he, ori- didn't he originate in the animated Or no, he didn't originate in the, he was in the Midnight Suns, the comics. Mm. And then what happened was, he got made in the TV series. He got PGified in the TV series, and that's when he had the plasma thing. Yeah. So that's why they took that and they ran with it in the comics. But yeah... He's really fucking good in the comic, in the in the TV series, because he helps Spider-Man when Spider-Man gets all fucked up by the ongoing mutation as well. Yeah, I've got that a lot on video, so on DVD yeah. somewhere, where he gets like the extra legs. Yeah, the extra arms. And yeah. it's like, oh, fuck, my life is ruined. Maybe if I just chop him off. 
And Mary Jane's just like, not so fast. Yeah. I'm into anal. You don't have to do it tonight, do you? Tomorrow. <laughs> like you can finger bang all of my holes. So you've <laughs> got six arms. What else you got six of? Balls, testicles, eight nipples. Got six balls. Still <laughs> one dick. Shoot webs up my arsehole. Still one dick, just six balls. <laughs> just <laughs> Around it. Just like a, a flower. Just, no, just <laughs> awkwardly bunched up. No, no, no. It should be all the way around. Like a flower. It's like... I'm shooting my nectar at you. Um, yeah, like, it's it's so weird that success is measured by... It's not, like, it's not purely by critical reception. It's not purely by box office. It's by the feeling of the audience. I got more interest in watching Eternals again than <laughs> Black Widow. Do you know what, right? Do you think that, that dumb cut and... What's his name? The courtroom. Jared Leto. No, the courtroom. Do, oh, you, think, do you think he somehow helped... Jeremy Hambly. Is that his name? Yeah. Hambly. Yeah. Hambly. I mean, you are what you eat, I guess. <laughs> Half a gemery. Um But, like, do you think his stupid, like, fuck yeah, I can't believe Brie Larson's in the movie. Do you think that helped the audience? Because it didn't hinder it, did it? No. <laughs> he's such a fucking dumb cunt. He's, he's like the generic American, like, fucking incel weirdo. Yeah. The only difference is that he has a wife that he doesn't hang out with because she can't fucking stand He's wealthy. Yeah, she's very wealthy. That's why it doesn't work. Jobless yeah. cunt. Um, okay. Literally uh, in his basement. <laughs> he pisses in the corner. Probably. Um, right. So I guess this is my second to last review. <laughs> Drum roll, please. They made a new... They made a motorbike in Power Rangers Dino Fury that's not in Ryu Soldier and it looked really good. It fit the look of the um, was it show just and everything. Come rider. No, but they no. It's, a, it's actually a dino bike. It's got a big T Rex on the wheel, like mm. the T Rex head over the wheel. Um, and they did a whole thing where they watched clips of previous Power Rangers trying to find a weapon they could use. And they went, "All oh, the previous Rangers had motorbikes." And there's a bit where they've dubbed over the voices, and whoever's doing Jason David Frank's voice is just like, "Ha! Come on, let's go, Power Rangers! Ha!" <laughs> so much more enthusiasm than they ever had for the role. He had a lot of enthusiasm for the role, and I wish, in, you know, probably too much enthusiasm, some would say. She probably takes just, just not. Wait, 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 wait. Is this the guy who killed his killed his housemate? No. Is this the guy that turns that was, up um, everything? Ricardo Thingy Junior. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Who um was one of the main villains in remember. Power Rangers as well in one series. My next, my next review is. Oh, it's your next review. Review number <laughs> two. Yes. What's review number? No, it's no, review number three. three. What's your review number three? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. Let me just quickly. What bear? <laughs> you're trying to think what you've done? No, I'm trying to you've really them. forgotten what you've done after one. You've got Elden Ring, haven't you? No, I've done, I've done two things. We're yeah. on the third review. You're on your third review? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm just going to remember what the fuck I've watched. Because I know that I watched the new The Boys series, but there was something else that I was meant to... Well, just talk about The Boys series. No, because there was something else I wanted to review last week and I forgot to do it. Oh, my God. Is it necessary now, though? Like, it's yeah. Been, it's been two weeks. I want to still talk about it. Um, I should have thought about because now you're just, like, delaying. Oh, no, I know what I watched. I watched um, Guardians of the Globe. What? Have you heard about this? Is this more important than... Yeah, this is more important. The boys. The boys. Right. Um, so, Guardians of, the, of Justice. I apologise. Guardians of Justice is an Ari Shankar, Adi Shankar... Oh, I can't stand it. ...bootleg universe movie. Yeah, he sucks. Right? So, this is... This is 
so he does suck as a human being. He's a piece of shit. But is he? Yeah, I think he's. Isn't he a bad dude? No, I don't think so. I just think he's just his stuff's not very good. <laughs> well, you'd definitely believe that if you watch this. You'll believe a man can't fly if you watch this dog shit. There's very little he's ever produced that actually gets completed. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. So I watched. I watched Guardians of Justice. I watched all of it, all episodes, despite the fact it was at times difficult to get through. Um, but I mostly watched it because it has. It has a character. It has an actor from The Good Doctor in it. <laughs> And the Good Doctor was back this week, so I was like, "Oh, I wonder oh. what he's been up to." So you could be reviewing the Good no, Doctor. No, it's only one episode in, mate. I've oh, got to get okay. through the whole season before I review it because I need to see how stupid it gets. So um, I'm going to give you some of the some of the people that are in the Guardians of Justice because it is slightly better than it normally is for this dickhead. Um, okay, so he's got Denise Richards, Jane Seymour. I know you'll know her. Oh, Jane Seymour. Yeah, Derek yeah. Mears. Everyone knows Jane uh, Seymour. Sharni Vinson, who was the lead actress in uh, Your Next. Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, this is that terrible looking thing that yes, I saw it a is. on Netflix. Yes, yeah, it is. I just heard Diamond Dallas Page was in it. It was like, nah, yeah. all right, he can't act. He's not bad now, actually. Of all the people, he's probably one yeah, of the. He's probably put on a wrestler performance. He's playing the Batman of this universe. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna fucking ruin the whole thing. Does he talk about yoga a lot? Yeah, no. <laughs> so basically, this is this is what I assume would happen if you literally just gave all the money in the world to Zack Snyder to make a Justice League movie. The story is that Superman... How many episodes is it? Seven. How long each episode? About 40 minutes. Yeah, it'd be way longer than that. It would be way way longer, longer. but this is the kind of story he'd come up with. So Superman in this world, and I'm just going to use their real-life counterparts rather than fucking... Because you can't remember the names. I can't be bothered. Um, Superman kills himself because he can't... They they theorise that it's because he is being mind-controlled, but in reality... He can't stop hearing the screams of people that he's unable to save. Like, he's got his, like, global satellite thing, and whenever he closes his eyes, he can't sleep because he's just, hears all the fucking horrible shit happening to the poor So his dad writes a suicide note. So his dad writes And everyone a, no. reads it and thinks he was some so emotional person. He, he shoots himself, oh. and then, and then, uh, Wait. and then Batman investigates, he shoots himself using a, a like a kryptonite book. Oh, okay. And so then Superman, uh, Batman, sorry, starts investigating the murder to find out who killed Superman. This sounds familiar. Believe, it sounds really familiar. Yeah. He can't believe that Superman had killed himself. And meanwhile, um, the Flash is doing his own, her own investigation. It's female. She's, it's a she in this. Uh, doing her own investigation whilst also getting Jesse closer. Quick. Yeah. While also getting closer to this world or this universe's version of um, Shazam. But she doesn't know it's Shazam. She only knows the the adult avatar of Shazam. Okay. Um, and then in the end, Superman becomes no, sorry, Batman becomes a fascist. Superman's still dead. They find out that like it may have been a case of Superman being gay and being in a relationship with Batman and having to hide that and at the same time support a government that were openly against homosexuality because he believed that the world should not be entirely influenced by his power because if he becomes the person who influences the world in that way, he will only hurt the world. Well, the trick is to be really cool. Everyone thinks, wow, this dude's cool. And yeah. then just suck some dick on TV. So, And everyone will be like, that looks cool. So he erases the gay relationship he had with Batman from Batman's memory All right. so that he can go and pretend that he was in a loving relationship with Denise Richards, Hold on even though Hold that on wasn't one true. Hold on one sec. Hold on one sec. Okay, so, 
Diamond Dallas Page plays a Batman. Who I fixed the audio. You did, you did. Which wasn't, there wasn't a problem with the audio. It was just a panicked moment. Well, hurry up, because there's only 31 hours, 56 oh, minutes God, left of space no! to record. I'm going to have to explain. No, so anyway, it's like it is just a very dark interpretation of the DC universe, even darker than we've seen previously from Zack Snyder's own work. And it is... It looked like a YouTube Red series. It is essentially like a YouTube Red series. It looked like, like really bad, low budget for Netflix. Yeah, it is. It does look really low budget and bad for Netflix. One of the things that I find really interesting, though, is that Adi Shankar seems to have taken a note out of... Um, out of the book of the people that made things like Manborn and stuff like that and used used the old tricks like stop motion and like miniatures and things like that badly implemented in a way that seems funny but done it in a po-faced very serious program that it doesn't really tonally mix with some segments are animated some se- so it's like a mixed media thing and like whereas you've got stuff like Manborn and Father's Day and 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 the more recent um, Psycho Gorman where those classic styles of effects can be done to circumvent the show budget. might be a bit lazy. It's super lazy. Guess it's who's super lazy, lazy now, Susan? <laughs> it's it. Yeah, it's it. Like it's such a shame because some people are trying. Like the guy who plays Superman genuinely does have an interesting conflict. Like, what if Superman was gay? What if he was attracted to men? But his whole life has been supporting a regime that's currently in place, and they are and have always been traditional nuclear family don't support homosexuals and things like that. What happens in that situation? Because you can't come out because you're trapped into a never-ending cycle of, you know, being stuck, being hidden. Is that the only question the show had? Literally the only question the show had. And uh, also, why didn't Batman remember banging Superman? Like, and also... His ass might remember. <laughs> they don't at any point sort of address that. Like, it isn't insinuate that he's had other partners or he's ever experienced any other relationship. But he literally meets Superman and is like... I want to hit that. So it's strange. Mm. Um, the other, the other thing is that, like, his um, Batman in his like unwavering, like, this is my moral compass, this is my ideal, this is how life works for me. It, in his, in his like unwavering um, belief, he has created basically child soldiers. Sweet. And like all of the Robins that have grown up are these hyper violent, like gun toting Rambo esque eighties action figures. And like in the modern day, they've moved away from being Batman's sidekick and gone on to being like essentially just lap dogs for the government. It's like you've trained the ultimate soldiers for us. Thank you. And it's revealed that Shazam's alter ego, the young Billy Batson, the version of Billy Batson in this this world, he's training him to be his next Robin. Because although you know, he says the magic word becomes the bigger adult version. That latent power is still deep within him and using like, almost like, um, Court of Owls or, or, um, or Ra's al Ghul or Talia al Ghul's, like their training has been able to make it so that he can use that power even in his child form. So they send him into like war zones mm. and conflict zones and he basically just comes out and uh, slaughters everyone as a kid. Um, one of the more interesting characters they created for this that is meant to be like a Spider-Man style thing is that because it's mixed media, there are some like animated sections mixed in with live action. There's only one character though that is constantly around a live action thing and that's this Spider-Man style character who looks just like the armoured Spider-Man from the comics and from the TV series just with red and blue motif on his armour. Um, but he, instead of having spider powers, he has an animated spider on his back that helps him fight and can act as arms, but can also separately just have its own consciousness and run around, beat people up as well. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like a really interesting idea that like you could do anything with an animated, you know, you just take a person and you just, and like, don't do anything with it. It's not like, it's never really mentioned again or used again. Because it costs money. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, but yeah, not great, not good. Just po-faced, boring, blah. I watched all of it, didn't enjoy it. I'm glad that all the people that made it got paid, except for Eddie Shankar. Um, and like Eddie Shankar is just like fine, whatever. But he's, he's constantly his entire idea is just bootleg. No, do you know it's the one thing the was he actually finished universe. the friggin' Dread. He's produced Dread. Did he? That's the one thing he's ever finished. He produced Dread. Yeah, but the, it, everything he ever does, like the Castlevania and all that, yeah. like he's been doing that series. I, mean, I guess I guess he's going to finish that eventually because it looks like it's getting finished. The anime, but um, he does all those. Yeah, the anime. The anime is done. Is it? It finished. No, yeah. it finished something. Oh, well. Yeah. But it's all stuff like, you know, that um, the Punisher short film yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, and the, the Venom one. Well, pa- yeah, the Power Slash Rate. That's fucking terrible, that. Yeah. Um, with Jason Van Der Beek in it. Yeah. And, you know, oh, characters are the same fucking, they're killing people. I like now. James That's Van Der Beek. fucking terrible, that I like Power James Rangers Van Der Beek, though. <sighs> but anyway, it's just, he, he's, everything he does is like, oh, what if we did like an edgy grown up yeah, version? He calls it- and his idea of edgy grown up is like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's just people saying fuck. And there's literally sequences <laughs> where it says fight and fatality in this. God's sake. Yeah. Um, but, like, like I said, it's, gamers, man. It's boring. Yeah, they know what's good. It's boring. It's not really interesting. And whenever there's a good idea, it's not used properly. And if you've watched anything, what if Strawberry Shortcake like, was adult and edgy? If you watched Manborg and you went, "This looks like shit. This isn't funny. This isn't great." Yeah, a lot of people did. Shut up. That's not true. It's a great fucking movie. Or if you saw something like Psycho Gorman or Father's Day and you went, "What's the Australian one?" I don't get that. That was really good. Which one? The Australian one with the kid, Laser Kid. Oh, Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid, That's yeah. it. that was good. That was really um, good. If you watched anything like that and you didn't get it, like you went in on the joke and you didn't really understand it, you didn't like it, then then this is the thing for you because everything, it wears everything on its sleeve, there's no subtext, there's no subtlety to it, it is all just there and stupid and shit. Look, and I right, it. I know writers are use subtext and they're cowards. But, still had that lady from your next in it and I like her so I'm still going to give it a uh, I'm going to give it a David Spade is this above or below Chloe Grace Moritz oh this is below oh, okay. way below okay because you added Chloe Grace Moritz and you just didn't give any you know any context for she's where she Modine. okay she's like about Kevin point. Dillon uh Ke- she's above Kevin Dillon okay most people are above Kevin Dillon you know in Entourage Matt Dillon was in there an entourage? Different was he story. like the old guy that was hanging? He was around the brother. Him? Ah, Johnny Drama is Vincent Chase's brother. Okay, Turtle is his. Is his? But is was his, there anything like you're the old guy just hanging around us? <laughs> no, he had his own. Because so, he's clearly like twenty years oh older. Oh my than everyone god! Else. Just let me explain. <laughs> Johnny Drama was a cult star who essentially had the career of Bruce Campbell without the movie section of it. Ah. He just had the Xena Warrior Princess style. Um, character uh, Achilles or no what was his name in what was his name I can't remember but anyway he basically was that and he was living off of that and he did like a few films here and there but for the most part he was living off of that cult status and doing like doing like little comic cons and stuff like that the reason he was always around Vinnie Chase is because Vinnie Chase had money yeah. and uh, he was the Donnie Wahlberg in the Who's real, the, real you know life the equivalent chubby guy on the show with the baseball turtle person. yeah do you know who he's based on? Hamster. You know Mark Wahlberg's real friend. Yeah, the guy who produces all those um, yeah. terrible Bruce Willis films. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
who may or may not have links to certain unsavory elements of the Saudi Arabian government. Yeah, but who yeah. had one of the one of the best running jokes on uh, the Entourage episode of We Hate Movies was <laughs> they kept talking about it and they were like, "Oh no, hamsters got cancer." <laughs> And then the entourage was so big they were including things like the Herculoids from the anime Toothpaste Connection. So like, we gotta tell the Herculoids the hamster's sick. No Herculoids, you can't beat this by beating Tana and, and Black. And, uh, it's... <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, and your review. Right. My... Guardians, of the Guardians of Justice wasn't amazing. Don't don't you dare edit that so it sounds like I'm loving this fucking program because I hated this program I liked seeing the sexy doctor from the good doctor he's handsome and good looking and he wears a ridiculous muscle suit and lady from your next is great but other than that is he the good doctor or is he a different actor no he's a different actor okay so he's not he's not he's not autism doctor not autism doctor no right I'm going to review a big movie I saw. Christopher Judge is in it. He plays the president. Oh, I like Christopher Judge. He plays the homophobic president. He's really good at doing um, extremely... Boy. He's really good at that Leslie Nielsen brand of humour where you play something really straight, but it's funny as a result. That's what he did with Tilk the whole time in Stargate. Yeah, in this he's, uh, he's a homophobic yeah. piece of shit. Anyway, um, I'm going to review a big movie that okay. came out recently. Yeah. Are you ready? Can you guess what it is? Uh, no. It's The King's Man. I watched this! I watched it. I liked this! Yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of it. <laughs> um, I hadn't watched Golden Circle, so I watched Golden Circle oh, the next okay, night. Yeah, I did not and like Golden Circle was like, eh, Pedro Pascal's great, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. And yeah. also, uh, Julianne Moore knows exactly the type of film. Uh, I did in. laugh when Colin Firth called Eggsy Eggy. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah. Oh, Channing Tatum's quite good. For the five seconds he's yeah, in it. For the five seconds he's in it. But um, The King's Man, the prequel movie, um, Fucking hell, it surprised me. Yeah, I really enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, it felt like a series of comic stories, like short segments, because it doesn't really... It has, it has like, the big old overarching plot thing going on through it. Yeah, it does but feel it like, is a very, like four issues, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like an intro issue. There's the Rasputin issue. There's the World War II event, World War One event issue, and then the finale. And that's what it felt like. Very Every part was segmented. Um, the only real issues I've really had with it is... Um, the freaking, marketing's fucked. <laughs> the marketing is fucked. It made like, Rasputin look like the main villain, didn't you it? You didn't need him anywhere near the marketing. But then you don't see the main villain until the last minute, as such. But um, <laughs> We've got to talk about that. No, no, I'm going to, but, but the only thing that really bothered me with it is um, friggin' what's his name, Matthew Vaughan, can't help but make everything look stylish and over- overly cool. And there's a segment in the film which is very much not meant to be stylish and overly cool, but he makes it look stylish and cool. Which is the whole World War One sequence where they're trying oh, to rescue yeah. the guy, yeah, 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 yeah. and when you're doing a scene like that that's supposed to have real impact and real dread, and you've already set up a scene earlier, which shot for shot copied the final episode of Black Black Adder's yeah, Ghost Forth, yeah. um, but there's a whole sequence which is not supposed to be f- like a fun time, and he shoots it like any other action sequence where it's all size. The only thing he did was take the music out. There was no music during the hand to hand fight bit. Yeah. Because, you know, it's supposed to be quiet and everything. But that's the only thing he did to make the scene feel more dark and painful than he it also, was. I think that part of the reason that he cut it that way is, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a fair bit of distance between the main character and the person who jumps in front of the thing. Hmm. And they have to basically fill that distance as quickly as possible. But he does too much stylish stuff and he needs to wheel back in. Because if they had a wide shot of that, that's mm. fucking terrifying. With the smoke and the people in the gas masks and yeah, everything, yeah. looks fucking great. It's really good, yeah. yeah. The whole sequence is good. But it's just, it's not like it's a bad sequence. It's, it's just that it cuts. feels, 
it's not so much the cuts, it's the way it's shot. He's mm. still doing all the, the... zooms and stuff. You know the way he does that thing where the camera will follow, like, the weapon someone's mm. holding and it'll move around with the weapon yeah. and rock about all over the place, which is, like, overly stylistic. Hold the camera still, do a mid-shot, make it look brutal, don't cut away when someone's getting slapped in the head with a hatchet or something. Yeah. Um, that's the sort of stuff you should be doing. Um, but no, it's, it's a fine film. I, I've I enjoyed old Ralph Rafe. He's so good in it, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's he's good in everything. I love that he's hitting his um, you know, the middle age point where really prestigious actors hit, yeah. where they start doing action movies. Yeah, because um, younger actors are getting all the big, important, serious drama well, roles. He's not in James Bond anymore, <laughs> is he? He's not going more James Bond. Today. He might be in the next one. Is he it? might be? Yeah, yeah. Um, but um. He's started doing that in recent years. He's been doing more action stuff, but he's just doing it for fun. Because you can but, tell, but he's not hitting the desperation f- phase. No, which is what a lot of the middle-aged actors, such as Bruce Willis and Liam Neeson, fall yeah, directly he's into. Still thoroughly in this. Yeah, he and like, he's he's not desperate to for money. There's a scene between his. character... I could see him turning up in a John Wick and being a main character. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a scene between his his character and um, Rasputin. Hmm. Where you can tell that him and um, Reese Ifans is Reese Ifans, isn't yeah, it? he's Rasputin. Yeah, yeah. they have don't been, even realise he's friggin'. They've been friends for a long time, and I don't think that two actors could look at each other and do that role without giggling like schoolgirls, hmm. unless they were mates. His leg. <laughs> yeah, like they properly just go for it, and I was like, straight out of Crash. Yeah, good on Ralph Fiennes. Not the, not the Crash with no, the racism, no. the Crash with the car sex, the sex and the wounds. Yeah, um, but good on Ralph Fiennes. Like he properly commits to it. And oh, Rafe, Rafe, Rafe. Sorry, I really like seeing Gemma Raston in something again because you don't see her in stuff that often. No. She's disappeared from the public eye. She has, but um, she's she's a decent lady, and I like she's doing her um, Devonshire accent and everything. It is. It's it, not a perfect Devonshire accent. If uh, I'm totally honest, but, like. If if Wonder Woman was a bit more like this, because you've got essentially the same group of characters, if it was a bit more like this, like a bit. Yeah, what more... was with the cast in this film? So why, good. Why is there so many? Really why is Stan good Tucci in the last five minutes. I have no idea. Why is <laughs> Tom Hollander playing three different, um, yeah. three different world leaders? Yeah, I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny as well. Because they're, well, they're all inbred. Yeah, yeah. It's the inbred royal they're family. Inbred Europeans. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought with the villain, the main villain, you don't see him for ages, you don't hear his voice. And no. for ages, I was going, this has to be Ewan McGregor. They're going to do a big reveal that Ewan McGregor's like some extra star they no. got in this film. Because the accent is Ewan McGregor's yeah. accent. Spot on. I actually thought... Um, who, who? But then there comes a point in the film where I'm like, well, this certain character has disappeared from the no, film. it was someone else I kept thinking it was going to be. It wasn't Ewan McGregor. Who the fuck was it? I can't remember now. But yeah, I thought it was someone else. I thought it was a Scottish, a Scottish actor. I can't remember the name of them, but I mm. thought it was them. And then when it was revealed that it was fucking the dude from Stoker. <laughs> what's his name? It's um, Ozzy Mandias. Yeah, and he's but, in so much stuff. Yeah, but he disappears from the film yeah. partway through. Like, you think he's been blown up on a boat. Yeah. But there was, I mean, if you pay attention to the film, you would have seen his ring earlier. Mm. And it, a bit of a giveaway. But, yeah. Um, but no, um, it's fun. Like different characters. Like um, I love Stalin. <laughs> I did have a good old giggle at the last scene of the film. I, can we talk about? Can we talk about another spoiler quickly before we go to the very last scene of the film? No. The end credits. They kill his son off. That's what I was talking. Don't need to just. Don't need to tell it. His son was a fucking boring piece of shit. No, I know, but <laughs> it's so out of nowhere. It's not out of nowhere. It is constantly signposted through the film that going to the war. Is bad and you will die. But the reason he no dies one survives. is ridiculous. Yeah, but <laughs> it's like, and then Aaron Taylor Johnson might be his new son. Yeah, sure. 
But the fact is the film constantly tells you that, like, I see people getting surprised by it, but the film says, not just twice or three times, they tell you multiple times that anyone who goes to World War One doesn't come back. But that's what I kept thinking was like... Or the bow. They keep the saying War. this and they've, they've shown this guy's like a superhero and he's got all this training and all this other stuff. And then, and then spoilers, he is shot by his own side. Yeah. He's shot in the head for being... For having uh, a fake name. For having a fake name, yeah. even though he had a fake name... So that his, so he could cover off for his mate and his mate. Yeah, but sooner or later, someone who knows that is supposed to recognize him and he doesn't know where his mate's gone. He doesn't know where the guy's gone. Yeah. Logically, you would assume he's a friggin' um, German spy. But I mean, especially seeing as he just rescued a German spy. Did he? Yeah, well, the guy they rescued was someone who was spying on the Germans, wasn't it? Which would make you think, oh, maybe they're both German spies. Yeah. Maybe they're double agents. But I shit. thought when, when that guy asked for them all to go out and go and get the guy, I thought that that was the same team he went back to. What? When he was guy- going out on the mission, the guy goes, have I got men who are willing to come with me over into no man's yeah. land? No, and I thought the captain the and everyone else were there yeah. because the whole platoon were there waiting to step they forward. They were killed. No, but the rest of them weren't. The people that he returned back to the, to the trenches they were the same people. So why didn't they go, oh, he left to go and save this guy? Yeah, but they just assume he's a bit of a spy. You don't know. You're still going to think he's a spy. No, but I know. But like, he came from your side. It's not like he came from the German side and went, oh. a Scottish guy. And no one, the Scottish guys hate the friggin'. That's true. They so, hate British. And anyway, the implication could be that that Scottish guy was put in the trench on purpose by the main villain. Maybe. Yeah. The Scots. <coughs> so let's. Because at the end of the day, Scots are the real bad guys. Let's talk about that. The final Avengers scene. Yeah, let's where, talk about where the villains are like. Let's talk about Nick Fury coming out of the shadows and being like, "I'm putting together a team." Yeah, what's your name? It's Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> it just freaking made me laugh. So a lot. Uh, when I first watched the film, didn't didn't watch the credits. Oh. Okay, I watched the whole film and I was like, you know what? That was not a bad film. That was pretty good. I went to my parents' house and I said, oh, mum, dad, have you watched The King's Man? It's on Disney Plus for free. And they were like, yeah, fucking insane, that end scene, isn't it? I was like, yeah, it was a really good fight with Ralph Fiennes. Like, no, 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 no. Hitler's in it. <laughs> and I was like, wait a fucking second. <laughs> you didn't stick around and watch that. It's literally like five seconds into the credits. I was just like, off. Do you know what it's like? Like, whenever I'm watching a film downstairs, I watch it whilst I'm cleaning the ferrets out. I have the ferrets running around and then I watch the last half hour. Like, I'll focus on it as much as I can, but like, you know, but I didn't didn't catch that last credit. And I'll tell you what. Honestly, I was expecting it. Really? I was honestly expecting that Hitler was going to turn up at some point. You got Hatta, you got Hatamari, you got friggin' Stalin, Stalin for time and stuff. Um, you know, you got all these great evil people of the early twentieth century. Of course, Hitler's going to show up. Yeah, you're right. You know, he was nob- hobnobbing with those people all, no. all year. Fuck. But yeah, well, I didn't get is that it wasn't some really famous actor. No, it was just nobody. Just some guy. Considering they had like fucking Daniel Bruhl. And, no, like, if it was freaking Daniel Radcliffe, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be in the Weird Al wig. Yeah, <laughs> like, I had them, my dad. Still with guns strapped to his hands because <laughs> they never told guns him how to take him off. The film made by that fucking racist dickhead. But um, no, it freaking the, the, the king. The King's Man is the is good fun. It's probably the second best Kingsman film. I'd say, like, the only thing that I enjoyed about the Golden Compass, like, I really enjoyed The is Golden Compass. The Golden Circle. Fucking sorry. Julianne Moore's great in it. Um, that beginning fight scene with Let's Go Crazy by Prince in the taxi. Yeah. With a robot arm. Great. Really enjoyed that. Didn't make any sense that guy had a robot arm and not a robot head, because he had his head blown off. No, but... he didn't have his head blown off. I know. Explain he, like, it. Yeah. 
know. The shock stopped it from working. Yeah. He only lost his arm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that works. Cool. But anyway, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I stupidly enjoyed it. I love the fucking, the bit where he takes the, takes a thing and takes a shell to it and just flies back. I mean, that's such a fucking cool image. But, uh, but yeah, just, uh, and also that last fight where he's going up the lift with the thing. The last fight is a really cool setting. Yeah. Did not expect it to be. <laughs> At the top of the door. Yeah, How do we the, get down? The fucking, the, but it's not that. It's the fight we're seeing with a goat. <laughs> with a yeah. ram at the top. Where it's like, fucking. Yeah, really good. Really enjoyable. And also, like, a proper fight scene at the end. Yeah. Not too much CGI and stuff like that. It was just two blokes, like, fucking having a sword fight. There's some CGI sword stuff going on. With the with the bullet as well, like, the gun parts and mm. shit like that and the zoom bit. Yeah, really clever, silly little movie that really deserved to do a lot better. Because no yeah, one half asked this. They freaking brought that film out in the cinema, like, December 26th. I thought it came out much earlier. No. Um, but no, December 26th. It was on Disney Plus, like, six weeks later. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to come out in two thousand like twenty. It was like yeah. shot in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, because the kept third Kingsman track. film is supposed to be getting filmed now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. with Eggy. With Eggy. Samantha so, Janus better be in the third one. Apparently, right? it's the last one for his I wanna, trilogy. I want, I want some. Yeah, but he's getting expensive, isn't he? I wouldn't mind seeing another one of the King's Man. Well, they're, they're setting up a sequel, and they're talking yeah. about. It. I wouldn't mind seeing Aaron Taylor Johnson in it. I wouldn't mind seeing mm. Ralph Fiennes in it. Like just getting on. ass kick. Yeah, ass kick. Damon Hussu, uh, Digimon Houndu, Digimon Houndu, has uh, has really submitted that paycheck for every single comic book movie ever being made. How does he do it? Doesn't he play like two separate characters in the Marvel universe yeah, 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 now? Yeah. And he's in DC. He's in no, no, that's what he was. He's in two separate DC. Captain Marvel films. Yeah, <laughs> like he's because he, he's in the Captain Marvel Marvel, and he's in Shazam, who is Captain Marvel. Well, he's also he's in Aquaman. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, he's the fish guy. The guy with like a completely fishy face. Is he? Oh. Yeah. And he's also, I th- I'm pretty sure he's in He's in some of the other ones as well. Because in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's the character who's also in Captain Marvel, but yeah. like a couple of years, well, 20 years later or whatever. Yeah. He got some cyborg bits in between. We need a film. No, no, he's got cyborg bits in the original. Has he? Yeah. 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 Because Captain Marvel's set before Guardians of yeah, the Galaxy. Yeah, but he didn't have cyborg bits in that. He does have cyborg bits in Captain know. Marvel. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's my last review. Yeah. You know, uh, what was it? Game of Thrones. Yeah. I don't know why I turned into Porky Pig for a second. It's Game of Thrones. I've been playing Elden Ring, Ant. Oh, you're going to review Elden Ring, are you? You're going to review Elden Ring, Ant. I've been playing Elden Ring. Do you know how many hours I put into Elden Ring? One. 25 hours so far. I am three bosses in, and I am fucking loving it, Ant. That's not free. Bosses in total, that's three main bosses, and then a bunch of the little ones, and the little catacombs and stuff you do. And this, you know how, like, you know how I said that Breath of the Wild was, like, probably, probably my favourite open world game? It was, like, the kind of game that I kept going back to, and I completed it years Which after Which is a wrong answer, because it should be Yakuza 7. Alright, whatever. Um, but yeah, so, I really liked Breath of the Wild, and I was waiting for another game like that. Something that, like, naturally led you to different places, and you'd explore, and everything would open up, and it wouldn't be like a traditional game. Elden Ring's that. It's perfect. It is... Let me get this straight. There's My a big answer, tree. Pardon? There's a big tree. There is. I'm just going to say that this is not the perfect experience for everyone. There's a lot of people that have, like, hitching issues, and frame skips, and it, it technically it hasn't been the smoothest ride for a lot of people. But I don't give a fuck. Apparently the PC version's pretty janky. So is the PS5, trying to fix it. But the PS5 works fine for me. Mm. But, guys and girls, 
I was there in 2008 or 2009 when the first Dark Souls was released. I remember going down to that fucking area where it didn't run at all. I remember the the old times. I remember Dark Souls 2 on the Xbox 360. I remember the difficulty. Does Pepperidge Farm remember? Pepperidge Farm remembers everything. Did you play Demon uh, Souls then? No. Uh-huh. So here's the thing. So I didn't have a PS3. I gave it a go and couldn't play it. I didn't have a PS3. The only time I actually got around to playing Demon's Souls was, you remember when I hacked that PS3 that you lent me? I put an SSD inside of it. Oh, yeah. I loaded Demon's Souls on there. I completed Demon's Souls on the PS3. It was a great experience. Then Demon's Souls to the PS5. I got that when I got my PS5. And holy shit, is it a better experience. It's not drastically different. A lot of people were saying it's like revolutionary. It wasn't. It's just nice that the particle effects and lighting made it so you could actually see where the fuck you were going. Yeah. That's it. Uh, but the games itself... like So Elden Ring has greens in it. Yeah. And there's um, some yellows. Greens, reds, yellows, purples, blues. Oh my. It's fucking incredible. So you're... It's got a double jumping horse. <laughs> it does. So, a basic rundown of the story. If you've ever played a Dark Souls game or Demon Souls or any of those games, you're always like a you're always like a, a dead person who's been brought into this weird mystical world and you can die a bunch of times but you just set these markers that you come back to and as you progress, you need to sort of hold on to your souls and use those to level up. If you die... You get the opportunity to get them back by killing the enemy that killed you or getting to the area that you got to before. But that's the only way to reserve that stuff. If you die twice in a row without retrieving souls, they're gone. That's it. So you die once, they get laid somewhere. You die again, they're gone forever. In this, you're a tarnished. So before it was like... Um, they've had different names for it before. I'm fucking blanking because my mind's broken. In this, you're a tarnished. So you're someone who's died and you're now in the world of Elden Ring and it's your job to find the Elden Ring. Right, which is the pieces, a piece of jewelry. Yeah, you'll yeah. find the pieces of the Elden Ring. Yeah. I've seen that tie advert where the ring breaks. Yeah, have you not seen that? No. Oh uh, god. So, um, so and then you travel around, and as Ant correctly said, you get a steed called Turret that you can double jump in, and you you basically just travel the land, finding little bits and pieces here and there. You find things that you can you can use to level up and return to. You've got like merchants all over the place, and you've got these fantastically designed monsters. Like you've got your normal, your normal Dark Souls from software shit. You've got like knights with shields and stuff and things like that. But you've got these giant giants that are fucking stomping around the place that have been like, that have looked like they've been, they've had an autopsy. Like their, their central, like their, their abdomen is slit open and they've got these squirmy red remnants inside of them. And they've got these sunken zombified faces. Some of them have flaming giant Let's swords. Get that at. Some of them just. Some of them are used just like horses. Like there's these giant chariots that the knights protect that have special items in the front. And I didn't realise this when I was first playing it because I was just sort of like going on and going like, have at thee and stabbing people and then running off on the horse. And be like, ha, 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 I stole your shit. Um, but later on you find out that these, well, early on you find out these massive, massive chariots have like a small chest at the front and you get a special weapon from there. Oh. Um, and I've just gotten to the bit now where I've opened up most of the map. Are they so I've got little battle chariots. No, oh. I've got little spawns everywhere. So I've opened up most of the map just through like exploring. And I've just come across one where you've got two massive giants with chains attached to this thing. And I was like, I know from software games, I wasn't expecting it to actually be moving. I was expecting them to be chained to it and for it to be like a cool looking thing. But I ended up fighting a whole platoon of soldiers that were like protecting this thing. And as I turned around to like just go run after the chariot and go and like stab one of the, the giants to distract him so I could nick the shit, um, I realised that they'd fucking ended up all the way down towards this lake. And I was like, oh, it's actually travelling across the land. I wonder how far that'll get. 
Oh, and right. I was really interested in that. And suddenly, like, these little stories were appearing in front of me that were, like, interesting things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really fucking fun. It's stupidly fun. It's so simple in its concept because they don't go to you, oh, you've got to go here. And then they give you a little marker. It's not like an EA or an Ubisoft game where you're like, you've got to climb this tower. But how are you supposed to know what to do? You don't. You just fucking don't. You have conversations with people and like, it'll be like the kings at the top. Do you have a map? Yeah. It helps to have a map. You can do little markers. Is the map covered in shit? No, you can do little markers and like you can unlock. So basically you get like parts of the map. You find these little places where you can fill in the area in detail. Yeah. But even if you don't fill it in in detail, you can still unlock the little waypoints and know your way around. So you'll still recognise the names of places because they are properly named. They all have names. They're not just like point one, point two. It's all named. It's Mm. all clear. Um, but like, um, as I was saying, like, I was just traveling around, just finding different things, doing these different activities. And I got to a castle and you get in the castle and the front gate's been ripped open. It's all fire inside. And there's these goblins climbing the fire and eating the remains of the people that have been there or, or picking through the corpses oh, for, that's not for treasure. Exactly. Um, so I go in there and I'm like, Oi, mate, let me get that out of your face. Uh, stab them, stab a bunch of people. Got to the top of the town. And the king's like, where is me? My castle has been besieged by these monsters. And I'm like, I got you, mate. Let me go take care of that for you. So I quickly jump down the ladder. I run around, cut off a few more people. And I'm like, jobs are good. Everyone's dead. I've gone in the basement. No more people alive down there. Killed everyone. Go back up to the king. He's done a fucking sparky, hasn't he? He's legged it off. Where's he gone? And oh. apparently he comes back later. You do find him. And he may be like a character that's pretending that he owns these places and sort of getting you to clear them out or something. Or he might just be some fucking random king who's gone to go find his daughter that was missing, who told me to go fucking search the place in the first place. That bitch has disappeared, asked me for some grapes. I don't know what she's done with my grapes. And now I'm going and fucking finding some giants again. Pretty great. It's pretty fucking great. And I can't really... I can't... I don't want to say something stupid like it's like a grown-up version of... You don't of want to say something stupid. I should have probably cut out the last five minutes of my life. I don't want to say something stupid and generic like it's like a like a grown-up version of Breath of the Wild because that's not right. Breath of the Wild's a grown-up game. It's, you know, that's pointless. Games don't really... Yeah, like you collect all those little Korok seeds and it turns out when you get the last they're one that they're poos. Yeah. Like, poos. It's a grown-up game. <laughs> the whole thing is that like, well, it's it's an experience and like it doesn't really matter with age. I mean, I'll, I'll give Elden Ring a try one day and I'll be terrible at it like I am at all these games and, yeah. and then I'll stop playing it by the time I get to the first boss, probably. That's the other thing that like a lot of people get put off by. This is easier than Dark Souls. Mm. A lot easier. Because I think that the problem with Dark Souls are that those claustrophobic spaces where it's sort of like one-on-one combat and you don't really have... You can't just go like, book it, I'm fucking running off. Sometimes you'll have a corridor that you can go around the corner and they'll forget you're there and maybe go back into their walk cycle. In this, though, like, you've often got... You've like, got to wait for the countdown timer to go down, the question marks disappear. But in this, like, they've really cleverly done it so that there'll be ranged fighters mixed in with, with you know, uh, close combat people. So even though you've got this massive space, you've still got tactical decisions to make. Mm. So it's not just a case of, oh, you've got wandering gangs of people with swords. Oh, look, I'll just go and chop them up and I'll run off. In this, you're like, all right, if I take out the people with bows and arrows by sort of like getting the close combat people towards me, dodge a few of the arrows and then just run around and then go and get the people with arrows and then maybe I can get some I would distance. catch the arrows and throw them back at them. Maybe you can. I don't know. They could do that in um, the Fist of the North Star game. Could you? <laughs> if you parry when an arrow fires, you catch it in your fingers and then you twist it around and throw it back in their face. Nice. You should be able to do that in Dark is Souls. That, did you ever play the Yakuza 
They've got the Fist and All Star game. Oh, it's it fucking great. Oh, I'm going to have to try that sometime. It's fantastic. It's on my pile somewhere. But yeah, Elden Ring Over is... There? I don't know. Elden Ring is quite possibly the best video game I've ever played. It's the most complete video game in terms of concept. You're saying that as if you haven't played... I'm trying to think of the game. It's not the best thing ever. I just... Uh... It, used to be, it used to be my favourite game was Dark Souls because that was sort Saying of... that like you haven't played fucking... What's that one? Bishy Bashy Special. Anyway, that was that was a long pause for nothing. I, would, um, I had fucking point blank in my like, head. And as, I was like, not that the as, tappy one. As I've grown up, like stuff is like the different games that like I found almost I find almost like comfort food has changed. Like if I fancy something simple, I'll play something like Kid Dracula. And if I fancied something that was maybe trouble like difficult but but really interesting, I play Dark Souls on the Switch. But now that there's this and it's such a complete experience in terms of like. It takes all of the ideas that you've seen done well in things like Breath of the Wild, in things like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and all those other games, and it combines them. It combines them and then it expands on them and then it, it shapes them and it changes them and it makes such a massive, expansive experience that it's just so difficult to, to see an actual end. I just want to keep playing. I want to keep finding stuff and I want to keep exploring. Like the fucking, like I've gotten to a point where I, I essentially just, Ran in a direction. I did a, did what I usually do in like a Fallout game. Is I just run in a direction and I just keep going until the challenge gets too difficult. I remember doing that in Morrowind and getting my ass destroyed by oh, a yeah. fucking wizard over a bridge. In this, I end up going in a direction and I found a I found like a weird building that had a lift, and the lift went down into this like bioluminescence filled cavern, and I was like, oh, this has just got to be like get out of there straight away. <laughs> Well, I was like, this nothing is... bioluminescent is good. I was thinking, like, this has just got to be like some. It's got to be like a later stage. I've got to just like circumnavigate it around something. So I was like, okay, I'll just I'll explore a little bit. And I was jogging around. And I was picking up items and not fighting enemies. I was basically just dodging enemies and just going like, okay, oh, there's a lift up. This has got to go take me back to the back to the surface. So I go in the lift up and I'm like, okay, now I'm in another cave full of spectral. Rams head. Yeah, I'd be out there just rams heads. <laughs> nothing like, good happens with ram heads. I was like, I've definitely found somewhere how do i get out of here oh there's another lift <laughs> so i went towards the lift and it wasn't activated and there's like a bridge and the bridge has got like a lever next to it and you're like and it's like this mechanism doesn't work you don't have a key and i was like fuck where am i and i just fast fast traveled out of there i was like i'll come back here eventually <laughs> i'll come back and see this place probably eventually but for now i'm gonna go keys at the top of the lift yeah I've got to find another lift. Uh, but no, it's just, it is fucking incredible. And like, the way it looks, the way that everything looks, I've noticed, like, I have had my first technical issues today. I've noticed that since the last update, which was a couple of days ago, there are like, some texture pop-ins and like, some weird surface pop-ins in places. But they're all like, off in the distance. But it's just like, where it just goes like, Bop, and then it just suddenly fills in. It's not breaking the game for me. I'm still loving it. And like most of the stuff you do, as I said, is like focused encounters in this massive world. There's a little bit of texture popping, so terrible game, zero out of ten. <laughs> zero out of ten. No, this is this is a Tom Atkins. This is this is quite possibly the perfect game. If if I one day could have something like this on a handheld that I could just take everywhere with me, I'd never stop playing it. The only reason I have to stop playing is because it's on the PS5. Have to so. wait for the Switch 2 to come out, and then you'll have Elden Ring. Oh, yeah, the Switch 2 of Elden Ring. Yeah. I'll wait for the mobile version. Elden Tings. It'll be like, um, what was that game? Infinity Blade, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the the mobile one. Yeah, the one everyone loves. You swipe yeah. and tap. 
That's all they do. Elden I Ring. think. Right. I think that we're the only people. What that happened to that, that game? There were three it's of them. Huge. I played all three of them. It's huge, wasn't it? And it just yeah. vanished. Yeah. Well, the third it's one... first Unreal Engine game on mobile phones. I wasn't think it? that the third one was iPad Air only. That's yeah. how long they went on for. Because the first one was like, but yeah. yeah, they vanished. They did. Um, there's probably like a mobile version that's like multiplayer. Owned by Tencent now, probably, <laughs> and it's fucking all anime. Yeah. But uh, your review, Ed. Elden Ring, perfect. Yeah. If if you like this sort of stuff, get it. Just play it. Find a way to play it because it's so fucking good. And if you don't have a PS5 or a PS4 or an Xbox, Breath of the Wild is still an incredible experience. And it's, you know, it may not be, there may not be as much going on in Breath of the Wild as this, but it's still, you know, a if very you good difficulty, you can, the DLC for Breath of the Wild makes Master Mode, doesn't it? Where you have the extra hard difficulty. Have you not tried that? No. Now, if you get the DLC for Breath of the Wild, you can put on a Master Quest mode. It mixes up where items are and stuff and um, bumps the difficulty up a whole load. That's cool. Yeah, and I think you have to worry about being hydrated as well. Oh, really? Yeah, something like that. <coughs> it bumps so, up the survival aspects. One of the things that I love about Breath of the Wild, and similarly has, is in... Is that it's still 50 quid after five years? No, it was like £35 on 50 Amazon. quid new. Really? Yeah. On Amazon the other day, it went down to 35 Maybe. quid. Maybe, so Nintendo probably had some deal. I've going got on. a copy if you want to play it. I've got it on the Wii U. I've got the superior version. <laughs> the Wii U, the console that will most likely break the first time you see how around. much dust is on my Wii U? <laughs> um, one of the things I love about Breath of the Wild that is similar in, in Elden Ring. In Elden Ring, if you see a place, if you're crafty enough and if you're if you're you know, persistent enough, you come up with a way of doing it. You like experiment with the environment and you like find ways around paths and things. Mm. You can get there. You can fucking just do it. In Breath of the Wild, I still remember that in every guide, after I'd done this, in every guide it says to you, don't climb the cold mountain. Just go and get the jumper and shit from that guy that gives it to you for free when you do that little quest. And I was like, I was like, I must have been the only person who did this. I was like, oh, I found I'm it. I climbed the mountain. Pardon? I ran up the mountain. Did Fort you? dragon at the top of it. So I uh, I went and I found out that there were chili peppers in that little campsite. Yeah, yeah. And I, bought a bunch of, I grabbed a bunch of chili peppers. I had heated armor. I didn't have heated armor. That Something was the like that. problem. So instead what I did was I just made food that made me hot hmm. and made you cold resistant. Yeah. And I just made about 20 of them. And I just climbed the yeah, mountain. And I was like, I kept reading every guy and I was like, I get a free jacket? <laughs> what the fuck do I get There's this? There's a um, dragon that flies around the lake as well. There's like, it goes around the bridge. The electric one. And I jumped on that. Oh, really? Yeah, that oh, was a bad cool. idea. But yeah, like, it's 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 so similar in terms of, like, design and, and the way it's done. But it's just, Elden Ring is just such an expansive version of that. Mm. There's so much more going on. Um. Just Are there so any NPCs fucking... that look like Robin Williams? Yeah, uh, yeah. tons of them. Yeah, yeah. he's saying corpses because yeah. he's dead. That's yeah. just, that's very mean. Yeah, because Breath of the Wild has a Robin Williams. No, no, this one's on stage telling jokes. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible feeling to say that. <laughs> and your review, the Batman, I guess. Um, Kikai Sentai Zenkaija. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, it finished. Yeah, did it? Yeah, it's yeah. the last episode. But I'm not going to not review this. You're going to review. It Batman. started a year ago. You're going to review the Batman? No, because Kikai Sentai Zenkaija finished, and I've been watching this every week if for the last year. If you don't review year. the Batman, I'm going to review the Batman after your review of this. Fine, whatever, fuck it, I don't care. I need to review Kikai Sentai Zenkaija. You're not seriously doing this. I need to. No, you don't. No, I do. No, you don't. Because the show finished, and it's been on for a year. I don't Dom care. Don Brothers is on that, is out now, the new series. Oh, God. You can do Batman afterwards, whatever, I don't care. I literally was saving Batman so you could do Batman. Oh, that's nice of you. I, was, I need to do Kikai Sentai Zenkaija. <laughs> it's an anniversary series. Ah! What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? What? What has this podcast become? 
<laughs> this is chaos. Maybe I'll say Batman for next time. No! No. Uh, Kikai Sentai Zen Kaija, okay? You're still continuing this yeah, as if gonna. it wasn't just a bit. Yeah. No, it isn't. I just need to review it. I've watched this every week for the last year. It's the first time I've watched a Super Sentai series as okay. it airs. Okay. Because I'm a special boy. Okay. I've never done that before. Usually I get bored the first couple of weeks in, but this time I stuck with it. Because this show is the goofiest, nuttiest, weirdest, stupidest thing that's ever been made yeah. on television. I love it. Um, I would say that if you don't like Kikai Sentai Zenkaija, you don't like Super Sentai. Because you don't get it. You don't get how silly it is. You don't get how goofy it is. You don't get any of this. So in the show, <laughs> right, there's these villains called the Toji Tendo. Okay. And they have this technique for capturing different dimensions. They got bored. They conquered their world and it wasn't enough. So they found this way of capturing other dimensions and storing them inside little gears, like okay. little cog-looking things. Yeah. And they would go to another dimension, just trap it in a gear, take it home. Very efficient. Didn't have to fight a war. They just captured it and they collected it like pogs. So they just have this pile of gears that are all the worlds they've conquered, when in reality they've just trapped them inside a magical thing. But they tried to capture this other world, and this other world's already got its own gears which is the human world. They were invented by the main character, Kaito's parents. And as a result, what happened was the two worlds merged together. And a whole bunch of Kikanoids, the robot characters, end up on Earth. The Toji Tendo are there. There's like dimensional shifting and stuff. And now the world's merged. And in a nice Super Sentai kind of way, that wouldn't happen in any other show at all, everyone just gets along. Like you get a couple of weeks later and there's no like... It skips forward a couple of weeks, and there's no, like, get these dirty kikanoids out of here. Everyone's just like, yo, kikanoids, you're what cool. What is kikanoid? Kikanoid. Kikanoid? Yeah, well, kikai is meth- is machine. Oh, I thought it was like a robot. Yeah, kikai is a machine, so okay. kikanoid. Yeah. Like, humanoid. Machine-noid. <laughs> yonoid. <laughs> like, yonoid. Machine. Like the yonoid. Okay, like the pizza ones. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Kaito's parents invented this gear thing, and it allows him to become a superhero known as Zenkaija. Yeah. Zenkaiser. Yep. And he's like, sort of modelled after the first two Super Sentai team leaders. So he's all, where he wears white, he's not a Red Ranger. Okay. Crazy thing. Um, and he's got a rainbow pattern on him and his cool costume is very retro. He's got a cape. I mean, oh, cool. Capes are cool. Um, and he's like, I thought that was going to be it. I thought you were going to go, another thing that has a cape. This is a real review. Yeah, I told you. I feel like I'm... No. So he, <laughs> he can't fight the bit villains who are sending monsters on his own so he needs to put a team together so the first few weeks every episode is based around him getting a team member together that's cool so for the first few weeks he meets the Red Ranger who's a guy they're all kickanoids none of them are human they're all robot people oh do they have to be to join the team no no it's just that they're the only ones who would work with him um, he tries a lot of F stuff. No one's interested. Oh, okay. He tries. He tries. He puts adverts out. He tries to, you know, offer prizes to people. No one wants to. In. Um, in fact, like adverts out is like the first step. It's like I've got to do a printed advert. He goes out literally rising on top of a mecca, like <laughs> shall, well, that's, that's that's pretty with good. signs and stuff. And no one's interested. We've got a megaphone. No one cares. Um, but he teams up with a bunch of guys. As a guy, this first one's Juran. All the kick the four kickanoids that join the team, they're all based on previous mecha from Super yeah. Sentai because it's an anniversary series. Mm. You know, it just so happens that they look like these mechas when they transform. Like Juran's based on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers one. Yeah. Um and it's great. There's a running gag in the first few weeks. He gives them the gun that they used to change. And they like, you know, they do little thing, fire the gun to change. But he gives it to them and their first instinct is to shoot one of the bad guys. And he's just like, No, not like that. Let me show you how to use it. And each of them do it. But <laughs> so Juran does it, shoots a mook down, 
and then he gives it to in this next week he gives it to um Gawon. Okay. The tiger one. He shoots one of the mooks. Gawon. He's like, no, come on, let me show you how to do it. Then gets Magine, the magic girl, and uh she just points it at her face and shoots herself in the head. Um doesn't kill her. No, it's magic. Not, she's she's a robot. Magic well. bullets. But um does make her dizzy for a little bit. Um, Who wouldn't be dizzy after being shot in the face? She has one of the best intros, though. There's a, the monster that week's freezing everything, and she's a bit fed up and depressed and feels like she can't do anything. And when she decides to finally join the battle, she's just like crouched down, sitting on a sledge, and just slowly slides into the shot. And she's like, I kind of want to help. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, so she becomes one that way? Yeah, she's kind of like, they, they've messed her around. She gets her confidence, but her confidence isn't good enough to like stay out, get out of her huddled down. <laughs> Oh no! Safety pose. It's only once she's mm. got the power of friendship. And the last one's um, Zoom, 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 Zoom. I feel like somebody else's name. Vroom. That's his name. Like a car. He's based on the Bokenja robot. Okay. Um, and he gets given the gun, and you're expecting him to shoot someone, but he's just the only one who goes. How does this work? Because all he's interested in is learning stuff. And I thought that was kind of a nice way to show his character. Like two of the characters just go and shoot. Magine shoots herself in the head because she's a bit dim. And Vroom's like, show me the instructions. And that's nice. Nice touch. And the first four weeks, introducing one ranger each week. That's a nice touch. Um, the show's full of ridiculous Monty Python-esque humour. Really bizarre leaps and logic. Um, there's a brilliant episode where the villains travelled back in time, tried to split up the Zenkaijas, failed miserably, and they still end up joining forces over the course of the show. And when it gets back up to the point in the show where he started at, where he thinks he's, you know, going to disrupt time, they're all used to everything by now and they know exactly what's going to happen because they've been told, because they know what the future is now. And they're just sitting there, just shooting him, lying on the floor, just firing away with their guns, just nonchalantly lounging around the place, shooting at him because they've been through it already. They know what's up. Um, And yeah, it's nice, nice stuff. There's, you know, Sixth Ranger... He's got a pirate costume. Okay. Yeah, he's a go. He's cool. He's a um, ten Gokaija based on the Gokaijas, the previous from ten years ago. Mm. They were the anniversary team, um, and they mentioned about how they just like cop pirated the costume from some other Super Sentai team because he's a pirate. Yeah, so he's the pirate one. Yeah, he does a nice dance. He's got his his gun that he transforms has like a. Has you he know, even the got the train pirate wheel? And he goes, you know, the steering wheel on the pirate oh, ship. Yeah, yeah. He's got one of them, and he does a dance and plays Sweet. hits it like a tambourine when he dances. Sweet. Ass. Um, but there's also there's a character in it called Stacy as well, and this character Stacy Stacy Satoshi. All right, um, Stacy Keach. But Stacy is one of the villains, and he's like half human, half kikanoid. Is that possible? Apparently, the only giveaway he's got little metal lobes on his ears. Um, but he's like like he's villainous, but he's lonely, and he doesn't feel like he fits in with the kikanoids, and that sort of builds up over the series. He'll learn friendship and the power of friendship, but. Apparently, he wasn't even meant to be in the series. Um, apparently, when they were right towards the point of starting making the series, he had auditioned for the role of Kaito, the main ranger. Mm. And they were like, you're not quite right for it. And they liked him so much, they just wrote a character for him. And then the entire series ends up revolving around him. And he's like, he's one of these actors who is definitely going to be some massive, huge deal in Japan. Because he's got that slightly feminine look to him. He's got a singles. He's got, he's got a music career. One of the songs plays... In one of the episodes. Isn't that the plot of Blade Runner? No. He's... Who has a song career in Blade Runner? No, Blade Runner 2049. Isn't it that he believes he might be the... the, the no, child? He knows what he is. He's no, but he thinks he might be the child that Harrison Ford had with the woman. 
That's nothing to do with this. That's but it turns out like he had inserted memories to try and track yeah. it. Yeah, because he thought he yeah, was... Yeah, but that's nothing to do with this. No, I know, but you're saying that he's part kickanoid, part human. Yeah, no, he knows where he's from. Was... Yeah, I know, but like in my head I was like, that's kind of the plot to Blade mm. Runner 2049. But no, there's just one actor who wasn't going to be in the show and they based the entire series around him in the end. Sorry for having opinions. Um, but he's a good type. They introduced another villain, Ranger. The villains make their own Ranger called... Oh, green one. They, well, Stacy already turns into one. Oh. He's a purple ranger, which is nice. But he's villainous. Purple's cool. Yeah. But he's based on Battle Fever J. He's got the sort of hair shape in his helmet and everything. Yeah. Um, but they make another one called Hakaiza, who seems to be based on Ninja Capital, which was a series that at the time was once referred to as the second Sentai series. I but thought it, you meant to the second coming of but Christ. But it wasn't. They ignored, they ignored Ninja Captor now. It's not a thing. But he's quite cool. He's quite fun. Villain character called Hakaiza. He's... He's very jolly. He mm. thinks he's on the side of good. His whole task is saving the monsters, and there's a big plot twist about who he is. <gasps> is he a kickanoid? No. But um, no, the show's great fun. Just really outrageous, silly, goofy stuff. I can understand why some people don't like it, because it isn't heavy on series arc plot. There's literally, like, probably, f- other than the opening four episodes, there's probably, like, three episodes that nudge the series story forward before the halfway point. And after the halfway point, that's when you start getting multi-episode arcs and things like that. But um, it's just a lot of fun. The whole anniversary gimmick for the series is that they can summon the powers of past rangers, mm. um, which manifest in fantastic ways. There's the Jetman one's brilliant. They um, they fire it off and it creates a fantasy world where the final scene from Jetman plays out. In the final scene of Jetman, um, one of the team members gets stabbed stopping a mugging and dies. Um, while his best friend and the girl he loved get married. And it's a sad ending for Jetman. But in this the situation, what happens is the monster of the week plays the role of um, the guy who dies, Guy, in Jetman. So the whole thing plays out where someone stabs the monster of the week with a tiny pickaxe and kills him. Um, that's brilliant. They did a spin-off movie and the Akiba Rangers were in it. I love the Akiba Rangers. They're not an official Sentai, but now they this is the first appearance they've ever had in a Super Sentai. Um, and there's other stuff, like Stacy can summon rangers to fight for him, like brainwashed ones, and friggin' the sixth ranger, the gold ranger, can, like, summon the powers of the sixth rangers, I guess. Okay. That's the thing he does. Like the like the fifth man. Yeah. Um, yeah, he summons the Zero of the World's power in one episode, and he was a fisherman, so he just fishes. And then when he catches his fish he gets depressed because that's something else Jew of the World did just got depressed a lot and started crying um, but no it's really good fun time I can see some people not being satisfied with the ending but the ending's really weird and existential not what you'd expect from a show like they beat no. the villain the week before the oh. final episode's like basically like you know the end of Xenogenesis Evangelion where mm. there's a whole load of stuff happening in a white room and it's all internal literally literally the half the episode happens inside the main character's head yeah they mess with the his head. body yeah that's what happens but um yeah, I thought it was going to lead into the new series because the new series, Don Brothers, they use gears as well. Yeah. Um, and also one of the characters is in the new series, Kaito, the main Zenkaiser. He's in Don Brothers, but he's playing like a different version of himself whose costume is black and white. He's called Zenkaiser Black. And you don't know what's going on there. It's a mystery. Is he a villain? Nah, he's mysterious at least. A mysterious villain? Don't know yet. Only oh. the first episode's aired. I haven't watched it yet. The subtitle should be up tonight, so I might watch it. Oh, cool. Tonight. When is when are we getting that cube film? I don't know, man. I want it. No, 
There was a first, I did find someone had it online that was um, dubbed in Pakistani or something. I watch it in Pakistani. I'm no. in Pakistani to watch Cube. I want to get a proper version. Because it's just, got Philip from Carmen Rider double in it, and I want to. I just fucking want to watch it. It's going to be the same film I've seen a dozen times, and I still want to watch it. I hope someone says Holy Cats. That's the best part of the first film. I hope someone tears their buttons off and just starts sucking yeah. on it. Yeah. But anyway, Zenkaija. This is a fun Super Sentai series. Did anyone survive the original Cube? Yeah, the um, woman gets out, doesn't she? No, no, just the guy. Just the special needs guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody else dies. Yeah, the one who says this room is green. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Zenkaija. I had a lot of fun with it. I can see why it's not everyone's cup of tea. But if you like having a good laugh, I imagine if you like Car Ranger, which was also really goofy, this will be up your street. But if you want lots of storyline, which it's not much for you. Okay. Sorry. But oh, also like the main. A lot going on. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the one, the actor who does the voice of one the villain character is like a big parrot robot. Yeah. That actor got fired because I think it's something like he got caught doing drugs or something. So his voice changes, and they make reference to his voice changing halfway through the series. One character goes, "He sounds different." Um, later on, it turns out he's possessed by a god, and that's why his voice changed. And they actually write it into the storyline as the series goes on. <laughs> they excuse away the change of a voice actor by changing the entire end of the series. Because there's no way this god thing was planned from the start. This, The god thing that happens at the end is weird. But um, yeah, it's good times. I like it. The main villain's a big wall. What can I, you know, who can hate that? Who can hate a guy stuck in a wall? I can. He's pretty, <laughs> he's pretty evil. He led an evil fascist regime. Um, but like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> What, do you want, what would you want me to say, you know? Fucking, you know, you, you just can't accept my opinions on what is, I'm um, just to annoy people, the best Super Sentai series ever made. It's not Takuja, it's Takuja's the best Super Sentai series. We're now going to talk about the Batman. Oh, no, I thought it was the end of the episode. No, no we both reviewed four things. No, we're going to do another review. We're going to do the Batman, because it's just come out. It's a three-hour-long fucking film. I'm not going to remember most of it when it comes. I'm going to mix it with other fucking Batman films, because... It in itself is referencing other Batman films and a lot of the shots and the way things work. So let's just talk about the fucking it's Batman. It's better than a lot of other Batman films. It's better than most other Batman films. Yeah. I will agree with you there. It is a very, very good film. It is very clearly someone who loves Seven and Zodiac and those other films making a Batman movie. It's it Matt works. Reeves. Yeah. It the director of The Pool Bearer starring David Schwimmer. It works very, very well. I just want to quickly, we'll get the review done. We'll get it out there. We'll get our opinions out there. And do you want to take it away? Do you want to talk a little bit about the story, what the story is and what, what's going on? We don't want to spoil it and just come out. No, you don't need to spoil it. We can just talk about... It's just a serial killer thriller. The, who's the... Except the main detective presses as a Batman. Batman. Um, I saw some some people at work. One of them said he thought it was really boring, but then again, his taste in films is pretty dreadful. Yeah. Um, and one of the other guys was like, oh, you don't really play a good Bruce Wayne in it. And no, I think he plays a fantastic Bruce Wayne because you got to remember that the Bruce Wayne that most people think of as Bruce Wayne... Is fake. Is, yeah, it's, that's the fake character. That's the mask he puts mm. on. And like, he hasn't developed that in this film. He's yeah. still... This is like with Batman Year One. There's a bit more... There's elements of Long Halloween... Mm. sprinkled in there especially because it starts at Halloween and this yeah. heavy narration serial killer all this sort of stuff but it's more like year one to me because it is him figuring out how to be Batman yeah it's his second year isn't it yeah probably probably one of my favourite shots and the shot that really well the actual scene that determines the whole of the rest of the film 
there are it's a very dark movie um it's meant to be it's lit perfectly when people are on screen but it's a very dark movie mm-hmm. and the idea that it's two years since Batman started doing stuff there's still so much fucking crime in Gotham because there are so many disgusting elements performing crimes and doing all this other shit there are three separate crimes going on in the beginning mm. two of them Batman's not there but the criminals are so scared of Batman they both stop and look into dark spaces where he could potentially be yeah and only one that of intro them, was fantastic yeah. great only one of them actually has Batman and it takes what feels like three straight minutes of just darkness before he emerges yeah and I like that the fight the, the fighting just in, steps out slow and you hear the yeah. The fighting in this, what I like is Batman's not massive. His armor is. His mm. armor's fucking huge. Yeah. And it is mostly made up of hammers. He has just made a suit of hammers. Like, when he gets into fights with people, he'll take a lot of shots and a lot of hits and he'll fall. And, like, there is one particular fall where I'm like, he'd be a pudding inside the suit after that. I think you know which one I'm talking about. That was my favorite shot in the film where he's <laughs> on the wing seat. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's flying on the wingsuit and you're thinking here comes the big flashy Batman action sequence and his parachute pops out and just wrong. straight into the I knew it was going to go wrong because you can you could see him look up the stairs at one point and he goes and he just goes I've got I've got my grappling hook and I was like yeah good thing you do have a fucking grappling hook you're not making up them stairs yeah, that's when he's suit. flying around yeah, on the no, wingsuit like, it's right before that where and it you goes see up. that shot where there's the bridge and there's the bus yeah. and I'm like you're not making it in between both no no I fucking knew he was because like when he does even do, when he does the wingsuit he has to psych himself up a couple mm. of minutes before he can yeah. um, I really like Jim Gordon Jim Gordon's phenomenal in this <laughs> so he keeps calling Batman like chief man yeah. buddy here you go, bud. You've got to get out of here. Like, why does Batman have to be told every scene Batman's in with Chief Gordon, or he's not Chief, and he's Lieutenant. Mm. Every scene he's in with 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 Gordon, he has to be told three fucking times to get out the crime scene. Have you noticed that? Mm. Like the first ones where he's like walking through the cops, and he's like, he's like, his hands are cut off. And it's like, yeah, no shit. It's like he was dead before. His hand wasn't cut off. His thumb was cut off. No, his thumb was cut off. Sorry, yeah. He was dead before his thumb was cut off or something like that. No, he was alive when his thumb was no, cut was off. Alive. That was it. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Because um, the metastasis of the blood I also, the... I like the fact that mm. Gordon goes thumb drive. He goes, funny. He's mm. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny film. Um, it, it is good. It is good. It's not my favourite Batman. I'm still a, such a massive sucker for that Keaton film. Like My problem is the Keaton film is... I've got the 4K version of that. Have you? Yeah. You got the 4K one? I thought you had the Blu-ray one, like me. I've got the 4K of... Um, the first Batman. Both of them, I think. I think I've got both of them. Oh, Batman cool. and Batman Returns. I'm pretty sure I do. I'm going borrow those at some point. Yeah. Uh, but, um... And I still think that, that... The problem is that they want so badly to have... The Riddler be completely psychotic in this. Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, for this film, the Riddler being a psychopath is fine. Because if you want to have a serial killer detective story which mm. is something that you never get with Batman films a proper detective work no and, and this also, film is hard detect- this he's is such pure- a shit detective he's pretty good at it he he's- like don't you know the difference between Lel, Le- 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 and L and I was yeah. like Batman would have put that in a computer and got that in two seconds no it's uh, the fact that the penguin who's British <laughs> but um no it's it's a pure detective thing but the thing is is like you want to have mystery, yeah, and you want to have clues. Yeah. So the Riddler's your guy for clues and mystery. Oh yeah. But I don't like the Riddler as a serial killer. I've always thought Riddler should be above killing people. And my favourite stuff with the Riddler is when he actually starts just becoming a detective in the comics. I thought that was kind of smart when he becomes like the, the oh, guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, he becomes like the clue, doesn't he? Yeah, he basically like Hannibal Lecter's, and everyone yeah. trusts him for info and stuff. 
But the thing is, how many other choices for serial killers who Calendar are smart Man. enough to do clues? Calendar Man's got one gimmick, and straight away... And the film starts on Halloween. Yeah, but then you'd have to do the long Halloween, and then it wouldn't be... This, I mean, the plot twist in one Halloween shit anyway. Yeah. Um, Joker is too chaotic to do clues. Although, he might leave clues, but he's too chaotic. The only other choice is a lot, what, Professor Pig? Like, you ain't going to do Professor Pig as your villain in the Batman movie. That That's a guy he knocks out in a five-minute sequence yeah. somewhere else. So Riddler is the right choice for, like, a if you want a serial killer detective story. I just think that, like, my biggest problem with the character and their portrayal isn't... And I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything to spoil it, because I don't think that it's fair to spoil a film that's only been out for two days. Like, people are going to see this still. But my, my problem is that the film lets him down in the scene where he's finally talking to Batman face to face. Oh, I like that bit. I thought that that was just, I was like, oh, it's just gone the way of every other serial killer thing. Like as soon as they are, as soon as they're like in that situation, cause it's, it happens in seven. It doesn't happen yeah. in Zodiac cause they never catch him, but it's just like, it's just like, <gasps> I'm crazy. And I was like, ah, oh, come on. Well, he is. He's like- I know, but like, <laughs> You know, like I say, crazy. I say they probably lean him towards some method of severe autism. Yeah, he does a lot of the whining and the squealing yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like, um, but the thing that happens with that scene is that he thinks he's one. He... Yeah, he thinks that he's a good guy. Essentially, yeah. he thinks he's a because though... duct taping and murdering people is like yeah, heroic, <laughs> and you know, wearing weird masks. And... <laughs> I think, I think that I also don't. I couldn't in my head. I couldn't suspend any longer. The fact that people were scared they were going to get killed by a certain reveal of the film as they were about to get killed. Because if you're about to die, I'd be like, fuck it, I'll chance I'll flip a coin, I might survive. Mm. Like, like there's one character gets a bomb around his neck. And I was thinking, like, just say the name. Because mm. he's not going to run in and shoot you now. Like, and also, you've got motherfucking Batman on your side. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Who's but- the guy who plays the Senate, the district attorney? It's Skarsgård. Was it? Yeah. The bald guy. Yeah, Peter Skarsgård. With a bomb around his neck. Yeah. That's, uh, Peter, I mean, Skarsgård, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Ah, uh, I thought he was like some guy from comedy shows I've seen. No, 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 no. He was the dad in uh, Orphan. 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 We all Orphans yeah. now. But, um, no, I like, um, this, this is a great film. It's got great moments. The yeah, freaking first bit with the, the first bit with the Batmobile turns up. God, he has really gone bald, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. The first Batmobile scene's pretty incredible. Oh, he's still married to Maggie Gyllenhaal. The little growling of the motor. Yeah. That and the, fucking, the engine glowing through the hood and all that. And yeah. Like, I like the Batmobile. I like the fact that every... I clapped when it happened. <laughs> I like that they've got a bit of that Gotham by Gaslight Batman Year One car. Oh, yeah, he's got the car. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, I like the cow looks leather, mm. but it also looks like it's that quilted, like, armoured. But it just, the Batsuit in general in this, it's not a mech suit. I love it. It's not a mech suit in any way, shape, or form. He never form. uses the darts on his arms. They put no. all those arrows on his arms. I kept thinking that those were powering the taser, like the, no, no, like no. the Black Widow. No, they're like little arrow things, yeah. but you can see them clearly. But, um, but um, I did like that he pulls the chest piece off and uses it as a knife. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was kind of smart. That's just made out of the Yeah, it's made out of the gun handles, apparently, from the yeah, gun that killed his parents. Wasn't that like pre-Viz? Because they don't talk about that in the film. No, but it's taken from one of the Kevin Smith yeah. Batman comics, isn't it? Because he makes a bat logo out of the gun. He oh, melts it down. Okay. But yeah, um, I liked. Alfred. I like the implication that his parents went to see Fast and the Furious on because yeah. June two. If they died in June twenty sixth, two thousand and one, I fucking <laughs> I love the fact that they've changed Bruce Wayne's father and his mother's backstory. 
Fuck mm. it. Just do away with it. I'm mm. so happy they've changed Didn't it. Didn't show it. No not pearls a dropping on the floor. Not, not like he's, he's a millionaire. He's got his like tech industry and shit like that, but he's running for mayor. He's trying to improve the city. Mm. They're pumping loads of money into orphanages and shit like that. It's all being mis- misappropriated by the people they're giving it to. Yeah. But they are, and like the mother having mental illness and him not wanting that Yeah, that's to come a later out. thing from yeah. the comics. But I mean, like, it's all appropriated perfectly. Her, her being an Arkham is a later yeah. thing. That plot twist was in, um, the Gotham series. Yeah. Yeah. But it is perfect. All that shit is perfect because it's... And I don't have to see the fucking pearls. I don't have to see the gunshot in the alley. I don't have to see any of that shit. It's just, I'm Batman. You know what happened to my parents. I'm going to stare at this kid like a weird pe- creepy pedo. He does that a lot in this film. Staring at kids. The kid's cute. <laughs> you know, you may... I, I don't want to know what type you're into, Anne. <laughs> you know. I'm just saying he stares at them kids too long. I'm saying from um, a Patterson's perspective... From Bruce Wayne's perspective, Bruce Wayne does like taking kids in. One of the one of the other things that had me worried going into this, you know, in the trailer they show where he's getting shot with the machine guns, and yeah. like that scene in actuality is fucking great. Yeah, but in the trailer, oh, it's that's just, just like, like in the middle of a sequence yeah. happened elsewhere. He just he, but he looks like he's not being affected by it, but he yeah. is very much being fucking beaten up by this by like the gunshots mm. and everything. Like where he takes that shotgun to the chest in the club. Mm. And he flies fucking off into the distance, and I was like, "That's some Jesus. great stuff in this film." I love um because people say, "Oh, it's you know, it's not very comic booky." It's very the fucking underground club has an underground club. Yeah, like that's how comic booky this Gotham is. Yeah, like, the seedy I, underbelly of Gotham is the good part. <laughs> yeah, um, but I liked it. I I did really like it. It's just it's not my favorite Batman. I can see why people. I, would... I'm definitely going to watch it multiple times. Oh yeah, I'm going when I can find three hours. To... When this is when this is out in 4K, I am going to watch it over and over. Like. Yeah. This is going to be my new Blade Runner 2049. Beautiful. I've been a big fan of Matt Reeves' films for years. He did uh, Cloverfield and shit yeah, like that. Did yeah, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet. Apes, yeah. Dawn of the Planet, the Planet of the Apes trilogy, the first one's yeah, it's all right, but the second and third one are like a two of the best phenomenal. action movies of recent years. The only action movies I think come close are like Mad Max, Fury Road and Mission Impossible films. Yeah. like And this, this the Batman film, I mean, it's mostly detective work, but there's some good action in it. The car chase sequence is fantastic. There's about three... I want to know how they shot that car chase sequence because there's no room for a car, for a camera car to be in there. So I don't know. There's so many cars on that road. Yeah, the penguin They're parts, CGI'd for sure. There's, the penguin part's really interesting as well because you've got that... You've got the camera facing behind him as Batman emerges from the thing and you've got the mirror shot. Mm. But then you've got the mirror shot on the cars in the distance. There's some really yeah, good attention to detail as well. That's really clever. But the you have like... You, when you shoot a car chase, you can't have shitloads of cars on the road. No, you've got to minimise it a little bit. You, fuck you, you up. space them out, and that's why loads of car chases happen on like six lane highways and mm. stuff. But this is like three lanes, if that, and they're all around them constantly. And I imagine a lot of them are CGI, but I don't think they all were. When the crash happens, it turns to CGI because you can't crash yeah. three trucks and make them roll in that no. specific way. Because <laughs> they roll in a very specific actiony way when the trailer comes down the car. Mm. Um, that shot of him walking towards the first in the trailer, the shot of him walking towards the car upside down. Quite, and I when he leans down, I found to the, it so funny when he leaned down. I was like, peekaboo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you don't need to lean and down. He knows who you are. Colin Farrell just looked. He's amazing. Yeah. Really that makeup good. is astounding. Made me laugh a lot as well. He's the fucking funniest person in this. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little bit disappointed by the, the end credit scene. Again. What is an end credit scene? No, sorry, the ending scene. There's sorry. one scene that was apparently inserted in after oh, people got their preview scene. It is really obvious what scene it is. Uh, yeah, I got so annoyed by that. Yeah, got so annoyed because 
after before I even saw this, they released that Rob Robert Patterson and Paul Dano doing that Google Answers thing, hmm. and Robert Patterson goes, "Oh, I'd love to do the Court of Owls. I'd love to do Heart of Ice and shit like that." And I was like, "I was like, Court of Owls is perfect for this universe. Yeah, yeah. just a group of rich assholes paying really fucking horrible people to beat the shit." I did out think of there was going to be some sort of reference to it because it does go I into a lot. Well. And there was a brief moment where I was worried it was going to turn into Hush. Mm. Um, because, I mean, for one, the word hush appears on screen in massive places yeah. a bit. Um, but there is also, it starts talking about orphanages, and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Hush sucks. Hush isn't a great comic book. Hush was it's more a plot in- twist that means nothing. Hush was more interesting when it was the Riddler. Yeah. There was like a series of comics where Hush was Riddler. Mm-hmm. He basically lost his fucking mind and just started stalking Batman. But no, it was not a good comic. I'm not a big fan. There's all those comics from the early 2000s Batman that people keep raving about. No, edgy. Um, Although the way this film ends, um, there is a certain, there's a one comic book I reckon they could adapt from where this film ends off. They go right from where it ends. Mm. Um, but they're not going, are they? <laughs> What's that? Um, no Man's Land. Oh, yeah. You can totally yeah. do No Man's Land. Nuke next. the whole of it. Because everybody fucking hates Gotham in this, series, <laughs> in this film. But um, no, I liked it. I saw one of the guys at work was saying, oh, I didn't really buy the romance between Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. And I'm like, and Catwoman, I'm like, it's Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I would say, what romance? I didn't feel. There wasn't any- romance. She no. just. Once she flirted with him to try and get away. Yeah. But I mean, it's Zoe Kravitz. You're not going to... No, you're not going to not flirt with her. She's incredibly attractive. I mean, you'd have to be Mr. Freeze. And her dad is a certain actor. I'm not going to say to not spoil anything, but pretty good lineage. Stanley Tucci again. <laughs> I fucking love Stanley right. Tucci. Why isn't Stanley Tucci in this film? He would be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I want it to is be called... Is Jim Gordon? Next. I can never remember his name. I always forget his name. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, that's it. Yeah. From Hungry Games and... Yeah. The Bond films. Yeah. He plays, um, what's his name? Um, oh. He's in Stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, overwhelmingly good. Overwhelmingly positive. It's not, it, three hours is a long ask. I reckon they could have shortened it a lot. It feels like three hours, but it yeah, doesn't it like feel hours, like a wasted three hours. There are like, there, no, there are a few bits no, that you can fucking like. like no. You're not my real dad, Alfred. And all yeah, that you shit. don't have that conflict. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. When does that ever pay off? In the, oh, right, because he wakes up and he's next to the hospital bed. They don't say anything to each other. They don't yeah, do anything. They the best buds. <laughs> that was that was dog shit. That that can go, but the rest of it, yeah, really good. <laughs> like there's a maid. They just sort of yeah, they just the old lady. Just like they don't let her in on anything. No, don't let her to. know. Did um, you spot the Batman 1960s TV series prop that appears in the film? No. <laughs> when was it? Uh, in a scene about halfway through the film, you see the William Shakespeare bust that opens up the secret doorway oh, really? to the thing. <laughs> it's in the film. Uh, did you spot the Batman? Oh, is that when he gets the fucking flame-proof letter? Yeah. Like, uh, you see it in the room. Um, uh, did you also spot the reference to the score for Batman Returns? No. Um, Catwoman's theme is Catwoman's theme from Batman Returns with the notes played in the opposite direction. No, Catwoman's theme in Batman Returns is... Oh yeah, but in this he goes. I'm thinking of the Batman theme from fucking. <laughs> but yeah, it's Catwoman's theme in this is Catwoman's theme from Batman oh, Returns, cool. but with the notes going up instead of down. I really like the I, I like the fact that he's got stupid shit that exists. Well, will probably exist soon. Like the little fucking oh, camera yeah, yeah. and they're not quite good. No, they're kind of no. rubbish. Like, but they're kind of rubbish. But like, that but you see shows... his computers and they're just like cobbled together shit. Yeah, right? but like the whole idea, like. I like the fact that he's got them, they record stuff, and like everybody would be like, oh, he's a genius, he remembers everything. He's like, no, he records it and then just plays it back when he's got key stuff. He was making notes in a journal at the start, and I was kind of hoping that would come up later, because like, the Riddler obviously makes all sorts of journals and notes and yeah. ledgers and all that, and I thought that was going to be a, 
a parallel you would see. Oh, I fucking hate but, the sunglasses scene. There are like there are bits that really fuck sunglasses. Me. Where he's where he wakes up the next day and he goes outside and there's like a little bit of light and he's like, ah, oh, but sunglasses. And I'm like, all right, I get it. You're Batman. You're a night person. Whatever. Like, do you not remember that? It's at the beginning. Yeah. Basically, yeah. it's after his, like, big night out and, like, where he's been fighting all those thugs and stuff. He wakes up the next day and he's, like, talking to Alfred and he's squinting for a second and then he puts sunglasses and he's like, oh, okay, I can drink my coffee now. It's like... Yeah, I mean, you would too if you've been out all night. You're Batman. Uh, he hung over after he did the fight and he went and got <laughs> pissed. Hung over after beating people. He just went to, well, he went to the iceberg lounge, so he's yeah. pretty... Yeah, he's pretty hammered. He, like, after like, the whole sequence in the iceberg lounge, he hung around for like two hours he does, drinking. It does like... <laughs> just his back costume. <laughs> so can, What's up? Wasn't talking to anyone, wasn't dancing, just drinking. I really love there. this song! <laughs> I'm Batman! <laughs> hey, Batman, why do you want to drink? Who talked to you like Batman? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm wearing the costume again. I'm bad drinking. I'm sorry. I did like the three times that he goes to get to the Iceberg Lounge, each time trying a different approach. Because um, the first time he just turns up as Batman. He's like, you know who I am. I just, I just <laughs> had a mental image of him being in the that club. The film's funny. I had a mental image of him being in that club afterwards. And being like, do you take, do you take debit card? He's like, he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out. The ba- he's he's no, trying to cover his name on the debit card. He's, no, he'll have is it, is Batman it, canonically has a Batman credit card no, know, that says the expiry date's forever. Yet, he's not got it in this one yet. Ah. So he's got his normal debit card. He's trying to cover the name. He must have done contactless. It's like, <laughs> they don't have contactless in America. you got to chip and pin it. Oh, no. They've only just bought chip and pin it. Oh, no. He's, and I, I doubt the Iceberg Lounge would have chip and pin. Don't look! I'm going to put in my pin number. And here's a receipt for Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, where's he? I love that guy. But there's the three times he jumps to the Iceberg Lounge. And the first time he's a Batman. And he's just like, do you know who I am? And they don't, they're the twins. He beats the shit out of the twins. Second time he's just Bruce Wayne. And he's like, do you know who I am? It's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, you're, you're Come on in. That moody kid. And the third time, doesn't even bother. No, just, fucking, just fucking goes in. Um, oh. But I love that. I love they keep going back to the Iceberg Lounge. And um, it's my second favourite Iceberg Lounge in... The first one's obviously... From Gotham, the TV series. No, I was going to say from Batman. Batman. No, because in Gotham, the TV series, at one point, the um, Penguin's frozen um, Riddler in ice, and he's got him on the middle of the bar, (laughs) just like frozen in ice. Um, That series is amazing. But yeah, no, I like this. And I think that um, the Riddler, they did did well to make him really fucking creepy and weird. Mm. Um, I just, yeah, my only... My only gripe is that last half hour. I think is not great, but I think it's not. It's it's really nice to look at. It's fun, but it doesn't really. Last half hour, some of the best shots of the film. I think the plotting stuff with the water and the red and white light, red and blue lights, and no, like because it's weird because there's a certain certain, someone gets electrocuted and you're like, did they just try and kill themselves or what are they doing? Yeah, they can electrocute whoever you want. No, but it just like you know what I mean. It like. Sort of the characters stop acting like themselves for the last half hour and then it sort of comes back into it. But other than that, like, I liked it. I did like it. It's fun. Mm. It's still comic booky, despite it being very dark and grim. It's still got that comic book feeling to it and the idea. And and also, like, Robert Pattinson clearly understood the assignment. And this is our first Batman of the year. We've got three more Batmans coming up this year. Yep, three more Batmans. What other Batmans have we got? We've got... Arkham Knights. No, because we've got... We got the Batgirl film that's being done oh, for yeah, HBO yeah, 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 yeah. with Michael Keaton as Batman, but he's yeah. also in the Flash. But so is Ben Affleck. He's going to be in the Flash as Batman. 
So we've got two Batmans there. Who's the third Batman? Do you know? Kevin Conroy? No. Who? It's Keanu Reeves. Keanu oh, Reeves is playing... Super Pets. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. They showed a trailer for it before the film. When I went to see it. Um, there's a bit where... <laughs> it's kind of funny. Superman's got a Batman toy. A squeezy yeah. toy for the dog to play with. And Batman's like, there better be an officially licensed merchandise. <laughs> that made me laugh. I thought that was funny. I'm trying to think. There's no other scenes I had any real issues with in this. Nah, that's, that's fucking great I liked film. it. I did like it. I just like I said, very clearly loving up Fincher stuff. Yeah, but it was all Fincher all like... the time. Andy Serkis is phenomenal. Yeah, and he didn't have to pretend to be a monkey. Not no. once. He had a limp. Yeah, bit of a limp. I do wish we could get a posh Alfred back. I do miss posh Alfred. He's posh in this. He's not. He's fucking. He's not doing the. Brutal he's fucking, he's like, Listen, sir. Your father gave me those cufflinks, and he's like, no, he's doing I'm the sorry. he's doing the East End accent thing. He's fine, like Sean Pertry Andy was. Andy Serkis, he's good. And um, Michael Caine was doing. Oh, I'm a tough. Listen, son. I want your dad told me to look after. You. I want Alfred Zimbalist. I want that posh. You want Alfred Gould. I want that. Um, yeah, I just want the posh. Was it Alfred Gould? Who was the guy? Michael Goff. Michael Goff. Alfred Zimbalist was the voice of Bat- um, Alfred in the animated series. Yeah, but I want that posh, posh guy back. Who can kick ass? I do get the feeling that Andy Serkis could lay down some fucking lore on some people. Oh yeah, he does mention he taught him to fight, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I do like his fighting style. And this Batman does take he takes hits and then he just fucking comes back swinging with armored fucking arms. Yeah, I do like that shit. Like the problem with I had with like the the everything leading up until the Christian Bale stuff, and then Christian Bale. About the Dark Knight Rises can just go fucking suck a dick. It's crap. But um, but when it's you, not a good film. No, like the film's interesting, and I don't mind it. But the fighting in it is so dog shit. Like if you watch stuff like The Dark Knight, when he goes up against people, he's like proper, just like throwing them. It's efficiency. Hmm. In like The Dark Knight Rises, he puts his hands on his head in the first fight against Bane, and he's like trying to do like fucking Muay Thai elbows with his hands on his head. And I'm like, you've got an armored head. This just helmet might come off. Use everything. The helmets are like a separate piece now. Might come off. But like Bane's fighting style is really interesting. That because he's like clobber fists and then like reversing moves and it's coming back in time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, really good, really good. The Batman. I'm going to give it a uh, Meryl Streep. <laughs> anyway, that's been an episode 181 of Critical Apocalypse. Sorry, we had an additional additional review on the end there. Sorry. But we both had to talk about that because if we talk about it in two weeks, everyone will have seen it and no one will be interested. So we've got to get the likes and the and the thumbs up on no this. No one's going to listen anyway. We get like 20 listens every two weeks. Look. Some of our episodes have a thousand people listening. No, I don't believe that. Mostly they're the ones where I reviewed porn films instead of the actual films that have been released. Which I may go back to doing if it gets us popularity. Please don't. Alright, anyway, this has been Critical Apocalypse. You can find me at Critical Apocalypse everywhere. You can find Ant at Miller Gaming on YouTube. You can also find him as Reacting Sentai Yopa Ranger. No, that's and that Ant's channel collection. ages ago. You can find him on uh on you on Twitter as at Wildworld's Hat and also at L V fifty four Space Monkey, which is no longer gonna exist and is just going to be a personified hat on a Transformer soon, aren't you? No. As always. Both me and Ant truly, truly believe that Boris Johnson fucks kids, don't we, Ant? Oh, probably. Have a fantastic evening, oh, everybody. Okay. Bye! It's definitely in Putin's pocket. <laughs> He's putting his dick in someone's pocket. Putin. A kid's arsehole. It's 